Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. Very excited to be here tonight. It's going to be an amazing evening. Um, I want to go over some announcements before we get started. And, um, yeah, I need to go over some announcements before we get started. This is, I'm going to do this. Okay. Um, I just want to let everyone know that may not know. Um, everybody knows Noreen and Gary Snyder, uh, very loved and beloved by us, have been part of our family for a long, long time. Uh, know that Gary had a stroke back um, a few years ago and has been in recovery and rehab for that. Uh, he passed away recently. And so I wanted to make sure that everybody knew so they could send some support over to Noreen. It's Noreen Snyder on Facebook, so make sure you send her a message and send her some, you know. Let her know you're thinking of her. Gary was very important to all of us, and we loved him, love him, and we'll continue to love him still for a thousand and and more millions of years to come. The fingerprints that he left on our life was amazing. The way he touched our hearts was just incredible. He was very, very, very special to me. Um, I'm not going to go into that right now because I'll start crying, and I've been doing enough of that because over this. I just want Noreen to know that we love her and that we're there with her. Gary's last wish was to... Gary's last wish was to be buried in Brushnell, Florida, where the veterans are buried. He was a radar repairman um, during World War II, and it was really important to him. He was very proud of his service as well. He should be. Noreen has a GoFundMe up because she is short. Um, the his burial there is not covered by his benefits and the money that they have, so they have set up a GoFundMe, and I want to share that because it's really important. He did, that's what he wanted, and he deserves to be there. If you're not in the chat room, I am pasting this the link to the GoFundMe campaign in the chat room right now, and uh, it's also posted on my page. Uh, like everybody else this time of year and most of the times, I'm pretty broke right now. And But I made a donation of $50, you know, and even that much kind of hurt. And I almost thought about doing it anonymously because I was ashamed that I wasn't in the situation to be able to give more. 
But I gave what I could, and I did put my name on there because I wanted people to know that it doesn't matter how little you do. It's all going to add up in the end and help Noreen with the cost for Gary's, Gary's burial service. Okay, so make sure you go over and check that out. You know, I mean, someone even donated $5, and that's the most beautiful gift in the world. You know, just what it all it all will add up, and it all will help her. So please do that. And Gary, we love you and we miss you, and you will be here with us forever. Your fingerprints will never leave us. You are a kind and gentle and beautiful man, and we will help take care of Noreen for you, all right, until you guys are together again. All right. Now, next announcement. First of all, I want to give out the phone number if you would like to call in and share. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and share tonight. If you are interested in putting together a workshop with us, you can do so. It would be awesome fun, and we would love to have you. You do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. If you just want to come and hang out and have fun, it can be on anything you want. It could be an actual workshop where we walk through the steps of writing a poem, have a finished piece at the end. It can be talking about your favorite era of poetry, your favorite poet, your favorite genre. You can take a poetry form and, and teach a workshop about how to write it. Um, whatever you want to do, shoot me over a message on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, it is Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. These can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long. And uh, they can be pre-recorded, which means if you want to sit there at home with your computer and your audio program and your headset and you want to pre-record it and edit it and add echoes and fireworks and music to it or whatever, that's fine. And you can send me the MP3 track. We can also do we can do these where you call in. We set up a show just like this, only it's private, and we can pre-record it that way. You can pre-record it and send it to me. Or we can do a combination of both, where we do pre-recorded and come on after the recording and, and do some live stuff, or come on live first and do some talking and then close the show with the recording of the workshop. Next, I want to thank Star Sevron and James Winsapian and Roy Murdoch, all three of you, for sponsoring the show last year. Our uh, physical year is, our, is up. Um, and I want to make sure that we all, you know, let these people know how much we appreciated being able to be on the air last year. Um, they all of them helped, donated, and and helped pay for the three-hour on-air license that keeps us broadcasting every single week. Appreciate you guys so much for helping out. It was a godsend. If you're interested in helping to sponsor the Speakeasy this year, just shoot me a message and I'll let you know what you can do. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, yeah, we love you guys for doing that. Thank you so much. On behalf of everybody here at the Speakeasy, thank you for this last year of poetry. Next thing, at the beginning of every show, I give out a writing assignment and a writing prompt, but we also started at the first of the year talking about writing goals. And I think that that's really important because I don't know, 
about you guys, but I'll set this goal from like, I'm going to do this this year. And then it's the end of the year, and I didn't get it done. And it's like, okay, why didn't I do that? You know, I was like, oh, I didn't. I had to do this, and I had to do that, and it just didn't get done. And so one of the things that you can do when you have a goal, so this is the first of the year, and, you know, think about what you would like to accomplish this year, year with your writing. We talked about that a little bit for the first three shows of this month, um, what your writing goals are for the new year. And then what I want you to do and what we talked about doing was baby steps. You know, the only way that you're going to get to your destination is one foot at a time. You know all the analogies. What I would like you to do is write down 12 things that you would need to do to be able to reach that goal. 12 things. Then, if you do one of those things every single month, you will have reached your goal by the end of the year. It's kind of like, you know, taking an elephant and cutting it up into little, you know, bite-sized pieces. If you, and it kind of gives you a roadmap on how to. It's like, it would be great if I said, I want to go see the Grand Canyon. And I walk out my front door and I start walking. And I've got no plan or no idea of my, my landmarks that I need to look for along the way. So I know that I get there. That's probably not a real smart idea, though. It really does, if you know me, sound like something I would do. Oh, one day, seriously, I swear to you. I got up, I just moved to Oregon, and I got up in the morning, and I went to get some, I told my boyfriend that I was going to go get some orange juice, this was a long time ago, <laughs> I told him I was going to go get some orange juice, and I got in the car, and I started driving, and about 11 o'clock that night, I called him and told him I was in Colorado, <laughs> but I just explained that the orange juice prices were much lower there, um, but, yeah, I just kept driving. It was fun. So that doesn't really sound like something I would. I mean, that does sound like something I would definitely do. Anyway, baby steps, write down your 12 goals. Do once one one thing once a month, and by the end of the year, you'll have reached your goal. One of the things that I uh, we talked about as we talked about our goals for this year, one of the things that I heard a lot was people just wanted to write more. And so we're going to be addressing that and one of the reasons I really had you do this is because by telling me what your goals are, it's really going to help me this next year to bring you things that are going to, you know, it does me no good to, you know, teach you how to write a purple poem if you're trying to write an orange one. All right. So it really helped me with some ideas on things that I can bring you this year that you're going to really benefit from and grow with and learn from and make you ponder and inspire. So, But one of the big ones was I just want to write more. Sometimes that, that, that adulting gets in the way from our playful creative sides, and it's just like, oh, I just want to be able to write more. So I kind of want to talk about some baby steps that we can do that will help us just simply write more. Okay? And... One of the goals you could do, we've talked about them at the beginning of each show since the first of the year, so if you want other ones, you can go back and listen to the archives and get the other ones. Um, But one of them that you can do for January is I want you to go out to, like, your second-hand bookstore, and I want you to pick up a book of poetry. All right, peruse the shelves. Uh, you know, pick up the books, flip through the pages, read some lines, and grab one that really kind of speaks to you. Um, 
If you don't have any stores nearby, go check out alibris.com. It's absolutely my favorite go-to place for used books. It's like this whole giant web of used bookstores all over the country and what their stock is, what condition it is, uh, where you can buy it. And I cannot tell you how many times, you know, I've, I've like the last poetry book that I bought was a, a $25 book, and I got it for six some, six less than seven bucks used on there in, in like new conditions. So it's just awesome. Alibris, Alibris, A-L-I-B-R-I-S, Alibris.com. Check them out when you're go book hunting. The whole pick up a poetry book is a great idea for a lot of reasons. Kind of like I told you last week's was go buy a brand new pen because there's just something magical about a pen that flows nice, that feels good in the hand, that's brand new, that we haven't written with, that's not scuffed up yet. It's like getting a new car, some new shoes. So last week it was getting a new pen. This one is, and, that, and for a plethora of reasons, that was, uh, it's just, it's a big one. Go buy yourself a new pen. And if you want to know why, go back and listen to last week's archives. But this one is just as important. I want you to pick up a poetry book. All right, go to, go to the thing, find a poetry book, and I want you to keep it with you for the month, for like a month, or just carry it with you. Throw it in your purse. Find a small one if you have to. If you need to keep it in your coat pocket, on the seat of the car beside you, uh, wherever it is, in your backpack. But pick up a poetry book, one you have not read yet. It doesn't matter. If you have one with you already, that's fine. Yay, happy for you, but get a new one, okay? This has to be a new one. And... I do. I want you to carry it around with you. Take it everywhere you go, all right? And like I said, this one's just like the pen. This one's important for a lot of reasons, um, such as uh, you guys have heard me say this 500 million times, that if you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. And one of my very favorite quotes that that uh, makes me feel like I'm in pretty good company when I say that is a quote by Stephen King. And he said, um, can I be blunt on this subject? If you don't have time to read, you don't have the time or the tools to write. Simple as that. And I kind of think Stephen King knows what he's talking about when it comes to writing. So reading is hugely important. You have to have that input in order to have output. Otherwise, you keep writing a beige poem over and over and over again because you don't have anything new to write about. So it is important to feed your creative side. Next, um, any free time that you have, like you can, you can pull the book out and read. It's like this little mini power zaps for your creative side all day long. You know, read read one poem in line at the grocery store, and you will be rewarded more than a hundredfold throughout the day. I swear to you, this is a truth. You will be rewarded more than a hundredfold throughout the day for your for your minds as your mind continues to mull over the creative power snack that you fed it. Because if you read that one poem, it's going. your creative side is going to have that energy. You're going to keep pulling from that all day long. It's going to feed your thoughts. Um, next, just carrying the, the act of carrying the book with you in your pocket tells your creative side that, you know, even though, as I talked about earlier, you might be out doing adulting or other things in a very practical way, that your creative side's not the bastard stepchild. You know, that it is important to you. And I know that sounds silly, but it is indeed very powerful and creative stimulation to be aware, have something that makes you aware that even though you are doing A, B is right there. 
Okay, not in the shadow of, but standing next to. Um, that's just a few of the benefits of doing this one thing. Uh, it, you know, for that matter, it doesn't matter. You, how many of us have poetry books on our bookshelves? We've never, never read yet. I know we have them. We all have them. I've probably got more than 50 of them on my shelf behind me right now that I've never even picked up and read since I bought them. You know, so even if you don't want to go out and, and pick up and buy a book, go grab a poetry book that you have not read not even opened up and read Palms Tree yet, and that's the book I want you to carry with you this month. And then, no, you cannot use Kindle. You cannot use your tablet. You cannot use your phone. You cannot use any other mechanical device. Go get those paper cuts, people. Hold those books in your hand. Do you know that this is the truth? Unless it's a special project or an anthology or something I'm asked to participate in, I do not publish my work in electronic journals. And that's just my personal preference. Maybe it's the narcissist in me. But when I publish something, I want to be able to hold it in my hand, open a cover, and look at the page and see it on the page. I want to run my fingers over the page and see my my words in a book. I'm just weird like that. So, you know, it's not that I have not published anything online only, and a lot of spoken word stuff uh, naturally, but... um, yeah, as a general rule, I do not do that because I want to hold that book, you know. So, yes, paper cuts are our friends. <laughs> so next, your exercise for this week. Now, an exercise and the prompt are, are two completely different things. An exercise is meant to make you go out and get messy with your muses. And a prompt is designed to plant a seed and grow into a poem. So the cool thing about the prompt, which I'll give you that first, the cool thing about the prompt is it can be the title of the poem, it can be a line in the poem, it can be the general uh, subject or inspiration for the poem. Okay, I'm just blowing the seeds out there like blowing on a dandelion fluff. All right, the seeds are floating, and let's see what they grow into. Whatever they grow into, that's up to you once once they take root. Maybe it won't, and that's okay too. But that's just that's what the prompts are intended to do. So the prompt for this week, the title prompt, the uh, poetry prompt for this week, is white noise. White noise, and it can be any twist or turn or take on that. Be as creative as you want. It's just that's white noise. That's the seed. All right. The next thing is your exercise. And like I said, these are meant to make messy with your words. It doesn't matter what you write. You're going to write a whole bunch of crap in your life. And you're going to write some really good poems. And you're going to write a handful of great poems. Okay? But in order to get to that handful of great poems, you need to have fun and just make a mess. And have fun with your words. Play with them. Make them dance. You know, if if you guys are normally two-stepping together, <laughs> then take your words out to a hip-hop bar for the night. You know, whatever. Just have fun with them and be spontaneous and play. And don't don't think that every time you sit down and you write something, it has to be Facebook-worthy to post and have all your friends like as you sit at the computer and check it every 10 seconds to see if anyone new has liked it yet. Not everything you write has to be shared with the world. Sometimes it's just finger painting with our brains and uh one of my i had a friend of mine tell me one time that he didn't like the the phrase making messy and uh it's one of my favorite 
In fact, that's going to be probably the the second book that I work on. That's probably going to be the title for my second book is Making Messy with My Muses. And um, <laughs> so that'll be that'll be exciting. Um, don't the, if, in the beginning of the year I told you guys. Sorry about that. Um, at the beginning of the year I told you guys to carry a notebook with you or a journal, three ring binder, whatever, spiral notebook. Doesn't matter. This can, I really don't want it done on a computer. Something is very different when you drag your pen across paper. When you feel that scratch, have that drag. You cannot handwrite as fast as you can type. Therefore, your hand moves slower. When your hand moves slower, and this is just this is just you know the science of it. Okay, when your hand moves slower, your brain has to move slower. And when your brain slows down, that's when you trip over brilliance, in my opinion. So have that journal, you know, and if you use it for nothing else besides what you do here on the shows, the exercises, the prompts, at least you have it all in one place, all right? So the exercise I'm going to give you this week is a list exercise. I want you to, at the top of five pages, front and back, whatever, it doesn't matter however you do it, or side by side on one page if you think you can do it that way. I never can because I'm sloppy when I write. But I want you to write down ten different animals. And under each name, each animal, I want you to write down everything that comes to mind, descriptions, metaphors for, uh, the personality of, comparisons to, anything you can think of, and make the list. I want you to keep going with that list until the things that you are writing are utterly and completely and totally and absolutely ridiculous. When you reach that point, you can let that animal rest. All right? And just a hint, it's often at that place where we are writing the nonsensical that we come up with our best nuggets. So make a list, write down 10 animals, and under those 10 animals, write down everything that comes to mind, how you would describe it, how does it compare to the world, you know, how could it be used in a metaphor to describe puberty, you know, whatever. Uh, just just make those lists and keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing and have fun. Uh, and you'll I think you'll really enjoy it. It's a fun exercise. And then... One of the things that this does is it helps you to write things, it helps you write surprisingly descriptive. And what I mean by that is saying something in a way that catches the reader off guard, writing something surprising. I can't, don't know who did the quote, but it was, uh, n- there are no original ideas. People just keep reinventing them or rewriting them or something like that. There's no new ideas, you know, and there's no new poem or no new painting people just you know all you can hope to do is write it better than the last person or write it differently so that's why these being surprisingly descriptive things to catch your reader off guard that's why striving for those types of things are so important and that's what this exercise does you know it makes you step out of your comfort zone it makes you think about something you may not normally have in a way you may not normally have thought about it before so it's really important that way you're not writing things like she was sly as a fox and quiet as a mouse. We all know that a fox is sly, and we all know that mice are quiet. But what else are they? No? All right, so that is your exercise. Now, at the beginning and the ending of every show, we always start off the show with an audio track. So if you are a recording artist and you would like to have your piece played on the air, 
you can email it to me, the word the is in the email address. You can email it to me at thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. That's thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put MP3 audio files, something like that, in the subject line, and we can get it uploaded to the show's library and play it for the world, and it will be amazing. All right, the piece that I'm going to start, I don't even remember uploading this one. So if I have to stop it short all of a sudden because it is, I don't know what this is, <laughs> we live dangerously here, right? Well, what we were saying about spontaneous and making messes, yeah, so we're just going to do this. This is Dakota Went, and it's called I Hope You Think of Me. Here we go. I wanted to be the one to show you the world. I wanted to take you to the Eiffel Tower in Paris or kiss you under a moonlit Rome. Like the things that would happen in the Colosseum, I wanted to rip you apart in the most poetic way. I wanted to go snorkeling in Aruba. I wanted to see the coral beneath our feet. Everywhere I wanted to be, I wanted to be there with you. I wanted it to be so that no matter what, every time you saw an airplane, Anytime you see the moon reflect in someone else's eyes. Whenever you found yourself driving through a neighborhood full of mansions just to plan out your dream life, I hope you think of me. Because I remember waking up next to you and the way the sunlight would hit your face and the floating dust speckled around you. I just wanted to drown in your presence. You were like a beautiful still in a moving world. Time seemed to slow down whenever you were near me. If you've ever been in a car accident or a near-death experience, you know what I mean. It's a beautiful bliss where time stops and you're shown your life. All the bad choices that led you to this moment. In a weird way, you're kind of the reason I don't regret anything in life. I remember when we were upstairs and you told me that you wanted to die. You were beautiful in the saddest way. To let someone see who you really are and to be real for just once in your life... You put your mask down and looked at me with your heart through watery eyes. We could talk for hours about how many terrible things happen to good people. But one thing I learned from you is that even sunflowers don't last forever. They show up for a little bit as the seasons change to remind you that, hey, the world is beautiful sometimes. And then they go. Just like when we promised forever, I didn't think it'd come so soon. I prided myself on being able to make you smile when things would get bad. Of course, I was usually the reason they were bad, but it makes sense. We didn't have to. Like a statue of our waxed hands fallen and morphed from aging. I remember you told me that you felt me slipping through your fingers. I laughed and said the only thing slipping through your fingers is mine. But you were right. The weight of the world pulled me right through. So whenever you feel sad, just look at your wrists. Every pissed off morning, you'd have to wake up before my parents caught you sleeping over. Every slurpee I brought to your cosmetology school. And every time you'd sneak over and sleep instead of going to class. When you bleached my hair orange. When you ruined all of our pillows and you dyed your hair red. How we could watch Harry Potter and Twilight on repeat. When I ate a weed chocolate bar and freaked out. 
every time you'd storm out the front door and how funny it was that you ended up kissing me five minutes after. That time you slapped me, or like the first time I saw you walking towards me. Or how you were obsessed with taking pregnancy tests, or how we lost a little version of ourselves. Whenever you look at your wrists, I hope you think of me. And I hope you think of everything that we used to be. was an awesome track. I'm going to see if I can find a better uh, better recording of that one because the music in the background really kind of drowns out the words and it is an amazing piece. I remember it. So yeah, I'll see if I can find you a different version of that one because I think that that, that should be heard much clearer than the music allowed it to be. So guys, what comes next? All right. So if you are on hold and you would like, or if you would like, first of all, if you'd like to call in and read some poetry with us tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. You can call in and share some work with us. If you are already on hold, you this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 562 is our first caller tonight. Listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading and know how to find you and that your name is attached to your work. All right, You don't want to send your work out there with the author of Anonymous. Nobody wants to be that guy. Actually, probably everybody wants to be that guy because look at all that cool stuff that was written in he wrote it. Anonymous, man. He's a great poet. Yeah, go ahead and give your way, palm away to someone named Anonymous and don't tell us who you are. That's fine. Nobody cares, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, introduce yourselves. The next thing is, let me check the lines real quick. Um, I want to, before I really can tell what the lines are doing, I need to let area code 951-734-765 and 989 know that you are not in the lineup, so if any of you guys wanted to come on on the air and talk with us tonight and read, you need to press 1 on your phone. That's area code 951-734-765 and 989. Please press 1 if you'd like to come on to the show. If you're here just listening, thank you for dialing in. Thank you for listening to the show. We appreciate you being here, and uh, we hope you enjoy yourselves. If you change your mind at any time, you can press 1, and that will go ahead and pop you into the lineup. All right, awesome. And you can press 1 to get out of the lineup, too. So if you get in the lineup and think, okay, I'm ready, or oops, I'm not ready, you can press 1 again. And it can just be a whole pressing 1 fest, which confuses the heck out of me. So let's not do that. Let's forget strict last <laughs> conversation from the record. All right. We can do – I'm going to go ahead and do two poems to start out with. If you'd like to read tonight, if the lines get too busy, then we are going to need to cut it back to – uh, just one poem, but right now we can go ahead and do two poems. And please keep them right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous of the people in line behind you. And then when you are done reading, uh, make sure that you give uh, give us your URL. <laughs> All right. Uh, give us your URL, and that way people can come over and visit with you and get to know you and your poetry better before you come back here next week and read again. And then please remember, this is a mature-rated show. 
That means just about anything goes with the exception of hardcore erotica. All right, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Other than that, you are good to go. And I'm going to go ahead and give the first uh, couple of callers so you know what line, how soon you're coming up. Our first caller is going to come from area code 562, then 540, 216, and 832. Those are our first callers this evening. So you kind of know, have a heads up that you'll be coming up fairly quickly. So let's go ahead and bring area code 562 on the air. 562, are you with me? Good evening, Nala, and how are you? This is Samuel I'm- Lane. Hey, Samuel. Wow, this is a treat again. It's good to hear from you, my dear. Uh, thank you. It's good to be here listening and sharing and uh, sending out blessings and uh, my thoughts and prayers to uh, uh, I-, I knew of Gary. I've heard him on the show before, so uh, my prayers to his family and everything. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so, so I'm about to share and get out of the way. Since I got two poems, let me do it right quick and and tell the people where they can find me after I'm done. Uh, this okay. first piece I'm going to do is uh, um, from a project that I wrote with another uh, poet. Her name is Lala DeVille, and this is a book that's going to follow Love in the Conversation, and this piece is titled Her Intuition. I never wanted her to hold back. I wasn't going to. Giving thought over thinking her past, I had to tell it. My name's not him. Her not feeling my intentions. Girl, trust your intuition. Past misdoings of another playing with her life. No do-overs locking the pain away. She was playing it close. She needed to know I would love the hurt away. Loving her like I love myself. And that's that piece. That is amazing. That was beautiful, sweetheart. No, thank you. And I'm going to do a classic moment because I'm sure that a lot of folks haven't heard it. So this is a classic moment from my recipe for love. I am this side of passion, an aura of vibrations and the raw. When the answer becomes a question to love me, please, let this be the moment the romancing of you takes me to where love is that beautiful something you can't let go of. When you call for this moment, I will be the yes for every night with you. Truly, you have never been loved like this. These moments of a passionate kiss will be as though the desert were yearning for the sea. From these contemplations, ascertain this nirvana, finding that passageway to forever, my hunger whispering for the air you breathe. When aroused, become that flower blooming, surrendering the trembling of your body that I may capture the epitome of you, imagining your love like this. Now, if I were making love, and that's that piece. That was beautiful. You know, I, and I love the Thank distinction. You. I love the distinction of the ending line, if I'm making love. You know, as you know, yeah, and I, when you. I heard that line, it really kind of brought the weight of all the rest, the the the, 
the weight of all the rest of the words down because you know when i'm making love that means there's if you, if it's when you are then that means there's times you're not so it it's saying that it's not what you're saying in that last sentence it's like saying you know you're you're not one of those times it's not you are the time that it is you know and i don't know if i'm explaining it right but that is just absolutely amazingly powerful well, thank you. I'm glad you appreciated that piece. It was a classic moment from Complicated Passions <laughs> long ago. I loved it. Yeah, well, if people want to find me, you can, you can I, I love this new saying now where people say, Google me now. You can Amazon me at Samuel Rain Benjamin, and you can see all my collections from there. And if you want to follow me on Facebook, I'm Samuel Rain. They can Amazon you? What's Amazon you? I guess I'm out of the loop. I don't know what Amazoning is. How do I Amazon someone? (laughs) Well, if you type somebody's name in Amazon and they're a poet or a writer or anything, it's going to show their product. So if you need to see what I'm doing, Amazon me. Okay. So I thought it was like some, you know... I, you wouldn't believe me. Never mind. I'm not even going to tell you what my brain thought because then you guys will just all really be just like wondering what in the hell is wrong with me. <laughs> well, no, well, it's kind of the same thing. If someone Googles you, then they're going to see everything that you've done. So they're going to see that you have books and things like that. But let me mm-hmm. take you straight to the source. So if you like what you heard, then you can find it on Amazon. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Great job, honey. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I'll kick back and enjoy the rest of the show. Awesome. All right. All right, we will thank you. Talk to you next week. Please call back in next week if you get a chance, okay, hon? Thank you. We'll All do. right. Bye bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code five four zero five four zero. You're on the air. Uh, hello there. It's Phil Church down in Virginia. Hey, Philip. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. And, uh, you know, kudos to you, you know, for uh, you, you've got a lot more steel <laughs> than I do You to, to get through tonight the way you did, and uh, much appreciated, I'm sure. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm going so to <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm going to uh, I'm going to go ahead and read two poems tonight, and uh, the first one uh, it's called Wince and Wither," and uh, it's actually uh, got an English quintain in the last uh, five lines where I tried to do a little bit of an homage to Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, a dream within a dream and uh then the second poem is one that i have never read publicly that uh kind of answers the first poem and i'm wanting to dedicate uh that to noreen so here's the first one whence and whither whence came i and whither go i what could either sage or poet know 
of the boughs from which we've grown by or the oblivious prospect into which we go? Do we play measures in some divine symphony? Are we a melody or merely a note in the song, likened to a myriad echoes lost in cacophony as forlorn amnesiacs who feel they never belong? When I think of all that's real, my life seems so small, like dust trapped in sunbeams. The years float and then flee. So where am I in the deal? Where's destiny's call? When I think of my dreams, all that may or never be, all my life really seems just like a tear in the sea. In poem. And here is that the second poem. That is amazing. <laughs> well, this, this is the one I'm getting ready to do now. Like I said, it, it answers uh, that first poem in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. So, And I've never read this publicly. I hope I can get through it. It's called The Silver Cord. Now, I can see many familiar faces at the tolling of the bell. I think of all the different places, far too many for me to tell. I'm remembering all the phases through which I've come from and am wondering what dreams in death's sleep might come. Then I hear the sweet songs of the angels ease into my ear, wrapped in a softly glowing sunset, twilight grows near. My hands rest upon my bosom. They've fallen from the plow. It's far too late to have regret as breath grows shorter now. Our Father is in heaven. We're all his daughters and sons. We're told that he finds precious the passing of his godly ones. Yes, it's to be with him and others gone before me that I yearn. I know my body is but dust and that to the earth it should return. Though some may believe that our time here is life's totality, I'm going to shed this mortal shell and take on immortality. Now, my spirit came from the Lord, who sent his Son to save it, that when I die, I know my spirit returns to the God who gave it. So let there be no grief and pining. This is for the best. I can see his light is shining from the east unto the west. And I see the sword of truth, it's raised to cut the silver cord. Being absent from this body is being present with the Lord. In poem. You know, I don't know if Noreen is listening, but if she's not, um, if she's not around, which I'm sure she's got a lot going on right now. Um right. I'm going to make sure that I send her the link to this so that she can hear that. I know that that will mean a lot to her. Well, thank you very much. And also, I want to throw in here, you know, I, I run the Outlaw Poetry Group on Facebook. We got, I think last week, I thought we got about 1,200 people in there. And uh, I posted uh, that GoFundMe page in there with a little bit of a challenge, you know, uh, that uh, to the other outlaw poets that you know we we need to do this and uh, uh, so I can't do a whole lot but I'm going to try to do something 
as what I said when I when I saw the, you know, I felt bad that I could only pitch in fifty dollars. I mean, fifty dollars is nothing, you know. But when I saw the five dollars on there, and knew that someone, you know, is someone else out there is in the same boat I'm in, but they did what they could do, and that five dollars is the largest gift I've ever seen in my life, you know. And a lot of little five dollars oh, will add up. So that was just to me. I just, it just oh, you have no idea how much that touched me seeing that there. Well, you know, if we can just get it, the word out, and uh, those little five dollars can hopefully add up real quick. And uh, you know, I uh, I think that you know every poet <laughs> uh, can kind of you know. Uh, well, we're not the richest people in the world now, are we? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, we have a real hard time I, uh, adulting sometimes. <laughs> so, but, you know, together, you know, I've always felt like one of the biggest reasons that I, I really stick with this whole thing is that as writers, as poets, you know, I, I think we actually have a kind of a duty to do this, but, you know, we have a strength uh you know, as, as a group, we have a voice that uh, if we can combine it, uh, you know, if we can get it all together and, and, and get it out there, we can have a very powerful, powerful voice. We can make changes in this world. And, you know, I mean, I'm I'm one of these crazy people that believes every time I write a poem, I've actually changed the universe a little bit. So, uh, you know... Uh, I think we all kind of need to stick together, and and when one of us is uh, in need, certainly the rest of us can step up and try to do a little something. Well, I appreciate that so much, and and on behalf of Noreen, because you know, you know, you you know how she is. I know she appreciates that. Just you know, she's one of those true, real people in the world who. Is so honest and sincere and transparent. You know, you know that her love is genuine and her gratitude and her humbleness, both of them as a couple. And so I know that this is absolutely just going to mean the world to her. And when she tells you that it did, she's going to mean it. Yeah. And, I mean, um, she's really going to mean you know, it. I'm going- I'm going to be sending up my prayers that, uh, you know, uh, maybe something miraculous can happen. Then. But in the meantime, uh, y'all can find me, Philip Church, on uh, uh, Facebook. And just like your previous caller, you can find me, Philip Kent, K-E-N-T, Church, on Amazon. And because if you don't put it in just like that, you, <laughs> you won't find me. And that's what all of my stuff is at. So, uh I'm going to get on off of here, and uh, I reckon I will be calling in again next week. Awesome. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Great job tonight, Philip. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> you too, hon. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 216. 216, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, Mama. How are you? Well, I was pretty well 
until I heard the announcement and you know how I feel about uh, Noreen. Um, she is just so childlike and innocent and her dedication her dedication, um, when the Bible says a man who finds a wife finds a good thing because she definitely was an example to all women. I mean, I don't care how poor you are, I don't care how rich you are, if you have a mind like that to be dedicated to your husband. <clears throat> She's a, um, just an um, example to just all women. Um, and I wrote this poem a long time ago, but actually I wrote it when she was one of the persons that, um, she's one of the persons that I uh, had in mind, and it's called She Was For Him. She knew no one else, desired no one else, needed no one else. She was for him. Her interests never wandered, cared not who or whom was also astounded by her beauty, never cared to do more than look her best just for him. Whomsoever caught a glimpse by chance would find her eyes gazing up at him. She was oblivious to better looking on her, better looking. Lookers that stare and drool. Her body was for him, only for him. He knew this. And he gave her the world because he also was made just for her in peace. That was beautiful. You know, I used to, one of the things she talked about in her Uh, the, the GoFundMe thing for Gary's funeral services was that uh, they were known as the modern-day Brownings. And I remember that that was something that I told to them one of the first times they called into the show, is that they reminded me of Robert and Elizabeth Browning writing love poems back and forth to each other. And Noreen jumped on a Libris and got um, a book of poetry by yeah. well, I, um, by I, the Brownings. I, I, I and the, they started I writing the, sonnets, and she wrote so many sonnets for Gary and all of this stuff. And they really did love each other, that storybook love, that unbelievable, this isn't real. You know, some unicorn somewhere is is pooping love pellets and this is, you know, just too good to be true type of stuff. But they really love each other that way. And so to see her write that in there, we were known as the modern-day Brownings and to know that that really meant something to them as a couple. And that came from us here as a community. Really made me, it made me smile. You know, it made me 
so glad that we had a chance to be an impact on their lives as deeply as they were on our lives. Yes. Well, you know, and together crying, as a couple. And Nyla, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Nyla, stop crying through the whole thing. She had a, a, a long, long, hard journey with that, going through with that. He's at peace now. She got us. She did what she was supposed to do. And don't let her hear you crying through everything because you got to stop crying now. Go ahead and talk. Can't. Oh, okay, let me let me read this. Um, the broken altar, the Lord, thy servant, rears, made of a heart and cemented with tears, whose parts are as thy hand did frame. No workman's tool hath touched the same. A heart alone is such a stone as nothing but thy power doth cut. Wherefore, each part of my hard heart meets in this frame to praise thy name, that if by chance you hold my peace, these stones to praise thee may not cease. Oh, let thy blessed sacrifice be mine and the sanctified this altar to be thine. So she's given her heart and life to one man. They've lived a good life together. She stuck with him all the way. And um, now her heart is with God because he has made a promise that if you suffer, he will protect you. If you're suffering, you are blessed. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew five three. So definitely, right now she is a broken spirit, but we we are going to lift her up. And you got to stop. I love you. And uh, thank you, Mama. All right. Bye. Bye, Mama. Hey, Vicky. Yes. You want to tell people how to find your love? Oh yes, that's another thing too. Uh, she always called me mama, too, and I, I just thought that she could have pulled rank on me any day, but she never did. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say, Noreen, I love you, uh, Vicky Aqua, and uh, my name is on uh, Facebook, on uh, Google, wherever you want to find A-C-Q-U-A-H, and, uh, you know, that's it. Vicky with an I, and that's All right. <laughs> Thank you, Mama. appreciate you so much, honey. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. I'm in uh, Hello, Mr. Blue Blue. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. Got the uh, next one in the... Or next, the next installment, actually, what I'm considering... The first installment for the uh, Chappie Bookie. You would like it if I were quiet. Yeah. In uh, in light I'm of so recent events. I'm so glad you events. embraced that idea. I'm so glad that that seed took root. <laughs> I mean, well, I really am. Well, you know am. what? There's 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 many. See, and this is something that, and this is the other reason why I stay away. From you know using curse words other than the redundancy of it, you know, and a lot of times in 
particular with the subject matter that I walk with and, you know, I'm part of, you know, due to cultural heritage and tradition. There are so many more ways to just tell tell off those around you in terms of uh, how you're feeling without doing it in such a way that it just is just going to offend people without them taking a listen first. Because of, for the whole point of saying something that has some harsh or deep emotion to it is that someone listens, not that they automatically shut off the light and tune out. So that's how I see those kind of uh, those kind of statements. It's not so much that I'm trying to, you know, not not so much that I'm trying to curse everybody, but I'm just saying, you know, there's other ways of of bringing that kind of an emotion to light. So that's how I look at that. But um, and I also uh, have, uh, you know, not that I can do a whole lot because I'm. <laughs> Pretty much strapped to the wall, paycheck to paycheck. But you know, I've known uh, uh, Miss Noreen and uh, her husband since the days of my spads as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so, my condolences to the to the recent passing. But at that same token, there must be the remembering of remembering of. The flesh has dropped, and now he no longer has to carry that burden with him. He's free of that burden. Because I can guarantee you one thing. When your flesh becomes something that you drag around, it is a welcome relief to let it go. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously there are other things attached to it and all that kind of thing, but in its most base form it is it can be a relief to let that go to be free of that so I would just put that out there as part of everything as well thank you um, this uh, work is going to be in regards to recent events and and I wanted to give a little bit of preamble to it just because I don't necessarily speak to it directly but um, in the process of, you know, the uh, uh, um, march that the, the Native folk had on the, the 18th of this month, uh, there was that uh, viral video that came out in, uh, you know, about the, uh, the young uh, high schooler who stand up basically stood literally in the face of a, a Native elder when, he was uh, uh, singing and doing the drum. Now, I saw the viral. I saw the extended in terms of the original cut. And I understand, you know, what was said by the elder as to why uh, or what caused that proximity between himself, the Native people, and the high schoolers. And... He walked over to that group of high school students with the other folk in the native community that were there to try to defuse a possibly volatile situation between another protest group 
of, uh, I think they called themselves the uh, Black Israelites. Um, and so they were, they were epithets, and from what I understand, playing passed between them and the, the high school kids. Now, where I'm coming from is in a twofold. Number one, even though they didn't know his background in terms of who he was, meaning the native elder, there should have been the respect of a, one human being to another. Number two, we don't use the word elder in the same way that it is in terms of, of uh, major society, meaning someone who is old. Elder to us has no relation to age. Someone who's five years old and in the right situation of ceremony can be considered an elder. So that has no bearing on that. But he was an elder because of the respect he had within his community and the service that he had done for his community, as well as the United States in terms of his service. Okay, that's there. Next, I heard them talking on the Young Turks, and I bless those people for being out there because I enjoy listening to their point of view too. The only thing is is that they tried to kind of ease into some kind of a generic in terms of what the elder was doing with his drum. That was not a peace drum, just like there is no such thing as a peace pipe. Those were inventions that were made by, that were, that were titled so uh, in an attempt by us to sit down in negotiation with the other side. And then many times in the early days, the cavalry, so that they would stop killing us long enough so that we could have a conversation. But as such, we have no such thing as a peace drum nor peace pipe. Now, there are songs for peace. I won't, you know, they'll obviously that. But the drum itself is not considered a peace drum. It is simply the sacred drum, as is the sacred pipe. So I wanted to clarify those points before I begin here. But um, this, this uh, work is called Gift. No signs, no songs, just the strength of being. Oh. Red Earth calling its children indigenous, shining as the sun. Me, Ithombe, that continues to rise. There is a calling to be made, the gift given, duress has not been handled with care, genocide of 80 million. Respect, the proper respect for all things held sacred. You abused it, mutilated it, ravaged the shores of innate grace, committed rapine behind the purple mountain's majesty, within the heartlands, desecrated all that we held dear. You have not accepted the responsibilities of the gift you took without asking. So now we are asking for it back. We are asking for the remnant flesh of our earth. Give back what you stole from us. You have seen us before, gilt-edged paint profiled in your museums. You have seen us many times in the years just gone, decades and yesterday. No KXL, 
Hashtag no dapple, yeah. You have given us your flippant memos. We have given you back our staid, staunch replies. We will be waiting. You have replied with mercenaries and half-trained battle dogs, home guards, state militia, hired police force thugs, industrial canisters, backpack mace, water cannons with surfactants in minus 25-degree weather. Oh, wrap your ass in pilgrim black and call it giving thanks. Electrical tape on concussion grenades. Warning, do not throw this at somebody. Ripping flesh, separating retinas, kenneling human beings with sharpie numbers on forearms, limbs, aired by concussive damage to the bone. Wahoo. And you trying to blame the injured for their injuries. Fie, fie upon you. May the hailstones of your annihilator God find and fall upon you. Bassi, you wanted to know the truth of Indian giving. This is it. You have mishandled what cannot be improved upon. The gift of created earth, life in all its forms. Our continent of Turtle Island, you have treated our place of dreaming peace badly. You will give it back. Your young are no longer educated. They are programmed with your hatred and prejudice, making mock of all they see around them that hasn't been explained, mutated, improved with synthetics. Hell, they wear hats of insignia of the ass clown in a red wig. The newly genomed synthetic Pootis. Oh, maybe I made that anagram pronunciation with synthetic phonetics. You've given us as the indigenous no reason to honor anything you say. No reason to expect reasoned actions from the medicated irrational. I have seen the virals of the moment everyone wants to fight over. I have seen the full footage the virals were excerpted from. My mind is not changed. Mikshinda Nyogonska. A they of the midwaters. Jose Moninga, Red Earth. I have listened to the unending squabbles, pulling splinters instead of the plank in your eye. Down south, we've got another way of saying it. It's called picking shit for the chickens. Instead of dealing with the real issues, people unable to pay their bills. Separation of families, the pall of government shutdown used to do away with legal safeguards, clear-cut logging, domestic violence, to name a few. The gender, gender genocide of my silent sisters, red earth women, dead, murdered, missing, sex trafficked, annihilation of all human dignities, no one investigating over 30 years that we know of such happenings. Death of river systems. Again, 
death of river systems. Death of life. First medicine. Me, which called me. Water is life. No Sharpies. No cardboard. No snacks of pomp and circumstance. We stand before you asking back what you stole from us. The old ones shake the rattles, the mist of rain and wind. Because of you, we have become sacred strangers to our own home lands. We shall suffer you no more. We are the ghost road born, and we shall walk our love and relations under home. Nonke Ujongi Ubekni. Absolutely, absolutely incredible. That was amazing, Soldier Blue. Well, I had to say something about that, and it's kind of an interesting thing that I even started writing that before I saw any of those viral um, videos that were started circulating. And I understand my relatives when they want to talk about, you know, specifying the treatment given the elder and I understand that and I wanted to kind of in the preamble that's why I wanted to talk about it a little bit because I think that in some ways that's due to the lack of education and the fact that they're just programming the young now to go out and basically think what they want them to think I think that has a lot to do with it not excusing it and in any case anyway because like I say at the end of it all there should have been a respect from one human being to another regardless of what you know or don't know about the original inhabitants. You know. I agree. And and I love the the ass clown. <laughs> well you should well let's put this way, after you heard where it started, I'm I'm sure you were kinda of waiting for him to show up. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Ass clown in a red wig, is that what you said? Yeah, that's him. Kind of like, you know, and, uh, yeah, you know, he's always backed in that little corner, man. Every two, once in a while, you got to shine a light on him just to let everybody know that that dipstick is still there <laughs> trying to be stupid, you know. Well, sometimes, it, so, you know, there, I, what I love is that some, there's always something about all of us that it, we are so talented in and comes out so effortlessly that we don't have to try. That's one something that I really admire about human beings, and it's I love to see that when that happens with somebody, when when they accomplish something so amazing without even having to try. I'm being facetious, but okay. <laughs> All right, so you're tell everyone how to find you. Yeah. You can find me on uh, Facebook. It's, uh, it says Rafe Wild, and then underneath in parentheses it says Soldier Blue, and uh, that's me. So there you have it. Very cool. All right, and we will talk with you next week. Oh yeah, I wanted. To, I'm gonna do some of the ones that I was planning to do this week, but again, you know, the intervening uh, situations that came up needed to be spoken to, so I chose to uh, work with those first. Wonderful. All right, sweetheart, we will talk to with you next week. I'm just gonna say yes, it. So it'll happen. <laughs> 
All right. Oh, yeah, Thank you so much for being here tonight. Sure, sure. Thank you, as always, for the platform of being here. They're here oh, to so allow welcome. us to say these things, you know. <laughs> you're always. more than welcome. All right, Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Hey, Brother O, how are you, sweetheart? Doing good. Uh, just wanted to get off of my friend's uh, family gave died Dyer and just wanted to share his just this keep his family encouraged her in their hour of mourning. Thank you. Uh, this this uh, speech I have is uh, really relevant to what's happening right now and happening right now in America. It's called living from paycheck to paycheck. I'm having, kind of having a hard There you go. I was having a hard time hearing you. I wanted to make sure I could hear you talk before you continued. Go ahead, sweetheart. I'm sorry. Let me repeat the title one one more time. This is called Living from Paycheck to Paycheck. Because of the government shutdown caused by the narcissistic Venezia apprentice and asshole in the White House, 800,000 federal government workers are currently furloughed or required to work report to work without getting a paycheck because Trump wants $5.7 billion to build a damn border wall at the U.S.-Mexico border. While this spoiled, rich, 72-year-old Brad is holding the government hostage, the majority of American workers are living from paycheck to paycheck, working for minimum wages. America is now suffering from the longest government shutdown in history, over 34 days and counting. It's a goddamn shame that in the richest country in the world, the world, the enjoying the amenities and luxuries of prosperity, while the majority of middle class and working class Americans are living on the brink of homelessness and poverty. Welcome to the exploited system of capitalism, brothers and sisters. If Mr. Trump can exercise his power to shut down the federal government partially, there ain't no telling what this mentally unstable nut case is capable of doing next. He's too dangerous and unpredictable to remain as the president. If the shutdown lasts any longer, the food stamp program, Medicare, Medicaid, are next on Trump's list of targets, and there will be there will be unrest in this country. Now Trump will never know what it's like to live from paycheck to paycheck. He is running from the damage that he has caused to the economy. He ain't never had any financial struggles because he was born in the foreign family. And he will never 
have the insight to see what work and family struggle with daily. While Mr. Trump tries to shift the blame to the Democrats and causing a shutdown, PHSA agents and air traffic controllers are working our pace to keep this nation's airports from completely shutting down. While Trump tries to make his crazy sales pitch a wild border wall is needed to ensure national security. Border patrol agents protecting our borders without their paychecks from immigrants and children to enter this country illegally. While Trump is in no mood to come to compromise, there are other federal agencies on federal status, like the IRS agents working without paying to ensure a tax return. And refunds are processed throughout the day. The 800,000 federal government workers and their families currently affected by this government shutdown are being used as pawns by Trump to deliver on the campaign promise of building a coveted border wall. And while the lawmakers in Congress are still getting paid, they have to report to work to work for free. Now, this right here is a new form of economic slavery. It's a goddamn shame that people have to either pay the rent or mortgage to face eviction, pay the car or risk getting your ride repossessed, choosing between buying groceries and getting their prescriptions, either closing on the house or defaulting on the loan, choosing between paying for child care or staying home from work just to watch the kids. Choosing between taking care of basic necessities or canceling their future plans. Choosing whether the utilities, the gas, the water, or the phone gets shut off. Or those, those government workers who are affected are either getting unemployment or help from a food pantry in Paul. Awesome. Right, brother. Oh. Crazy times we're in right now. Go build my yes, Lego yes, wall. Or everybody has to go home and I'm not planning to share my toys anymore. Oh, it's not a laughing matter. It's so utterly ridiculous, all this. I don't even know what to say. It really makes the thought of moving to Australia sound pretty nice, you know? Yeah. Beer and wrestle alligators and, you know, the rest of it, who cares? Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, my darling, do me a favor and tell everyone how to find you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Omar Brother O'Gadney. And as always, thank you all for your support. You are very welcome. Thank you so much, Brother O. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Okay, I'll be I'll be on next week. Thank you. All righty. Bye bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code five four zero five four zero. You're on the air. How you doing, uh, Nyla? Um, I just wanted to uh, before this is Miss Automatic Automatic. Before I even say a word, 
Um, I know that you, uh, uh, the older couple, they came on to do uh, a poetry. I would presume that you'd be talk, you were talking about uh, them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, when I, Gary, when Gary was in my... the nursing home and Noreen would call in and we would try to help him to be able to read and the, the poems and stuff like that. Um, that was going on for quite a while, too. So, yeah, that, that's him. Um, I, I didn't forget about the uh, Teach People Our Freestyle. I'm going to get with you on that. Um, this is what I want you to do. This is what my homework to you. I want you, I want you to write something uh, dedicated to them and record it. I, I can't. And I can't. So I can't, people I can't, can. not I, I wouldn't screw it. You can't. I can't. Nala, they, you know, I understand that you said, sweetheart. But uh, you, you're a good woman. You're, you're a very kind woman. She'll be smiling at you right now. She, you, your show did something for them. It, um, poetry is therapy. And the way you were, you know, it was times when they had to maybe uh, wait for a while to get their poem together, and you, uh, she appreciated that, you know. Uh, and it just, I would say, i tell you what, um, if there's any shows that you know, I'll put it on my website for you. Uh, I hope that you've seen one of my reviews I've done. Um, I just want you to do it. Whenever you can get the strength to do it, I know it's hard. I, I, I would think that it's kind of hard right now. But um, trust me, when you look at what you've done, and people can see how wonderful this couple is. It, it will be something that you can enjoy of what you've done from your heart. You know? You got to think about that. You always uh, encourage people to be better and better writers and challenge people to, to the toughest challenges may come, and it may seem so hard because it's a you miss somebody or uh, going through a tough situation. But it's those challenges that take us to another place, you know, and and we could be proud of what we've done in our daily lives. So I just wanted to say that to you before I even do a poem. Okay. All right. So be encouraged to smile. I am. uh, Celebrate the life of her. Celebrate her life. Okay? He was amazing. All right. Who, what are you going to read, Oh, um, 
I'm gonna read uh, feel free stuff, darling. Uh, call. We will. Are uh, we doing still doing two or? Um. That... Yeah, you can do two. All right, and I'm gonna keep it in the five minutes. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first one. And you asked me which. I, you asked me which. I don't think you were clear on which one of them passed, but it was Gary. It was her husband, Noreen's husband. Oh, Gary. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I said my condolences. Um, You know, my stepmother died. She was in, um, she had cancer. And uh, it was tough for my brothers. They got kids. They would never be able to be held by. Uh, their mother, my stepmom, but you know the love is still there. The love is still circulating. It's hard, you know. But I would always say let let the memory of um, of the individual Gary uh, be lifted up. So. But I'm going to do something for you. I promise. I'm going to keep my promise. I'm going to do something. Uh, I want to check out the shows that, uh, when the couple was on there. Um, yeah, his name is Paul. It's called We Will Rock. You ready? I am. First one. We will, we will rock you. Boom, boom. We will, we will rock you. We will rock you. We will rock you. Until this day, until this time, when I feel the adrenaline, when I feel it deep in my breath, the government shut down. People losing their jobs. Some people have lost their mind. They're crying and know know how they're going to port, pay their mortgage or pay their pay the bills. It's a tough feeling, but we will rock you. We'll rock the government. We'll shake down the government. More people to get their jobs, more assistance to people that need it. We will rock you. Rocking the boat. It's a different quote. It's a different time and a different age when people are trying to get paid, wanting to take care of their children, and want to have that certain vision. We will rock you. We will rock you. And our voices will be heard. And our voices will never be teared down. You may call us Freddy. And rocking back and forth, staying on course. It's a challenge and a big day ahead. But we know that we will not be the beard. Because we will rock you. We will rock you. 
we will rock you. When the ground starts shaking up, when everything is being confronted, when treason is no longer in the season, when people be indicted, when justice has been invited, no more of this hate, no more of the Make America Great Again, no Make America Just Great. We can all relate. This is not Make America Great Again. When people are about to be evicted. So when we have that prayer, a, a vision from the above high, a dream that will never die, and they'll know the reason why. We would not have the malfunction, world right in construction, because we will rock you. Miss Automatic has Mike, the lyrical engine, Viper and Drive. That was awesome, sweetheart. <laughs> I loved it. So are you going to freestyle two of them tonight? For you, yes. Okay. Because that's the type of love that I have. <laughs> oh, we're all about the love. And, I, and, and, and you're going to be, by the time I'm done with you, you're going to be a freestyle poet. I'm not going to be, I'm not done with you yet. You're going to be okay. a poet. <laughs> yep, yes you are. So the next poem that I'm going to do um, is called uh, Horsepower. All right, all right. Okay, in this time, I believe... In this day, I truly receive. I felt the velocity. I felt the shifting in my dream. I felt when the dream was part of my team. I am the horsepower, and people will feel the velocity. Words, I have no apology because it's who I am. I call myself horsepower a deeper direction. The birds carry over when I see the road in my reflection. We will come so far, come wherever you are. We will never go away. Horsepower is here to say. Horsepower, broom, broom, horsepower, broom, broom, horsepower, broom, broom. This day and age, this day and time, this day of the world, what hours we shine, what step in my, my time and my eyes have closed because I have dreamed. My world is a love that builds no self-esteem. People come and people go, but the flow is still there. Because in the world, I can feel my love in the hemisphere. I make the world for clearance. No injury. No, it's like the world is so dear to me, but my world is like the signs of showing you the guidance. I love to provide. I love to recapture your words from the inside. I'm like the horsepower. I'll shift you and guide you wherever you need to be. 
I am the gasoline putting into the horsepower, the link, just to make you think. Wherever the road that you choose, make sure that you never lose. This is a way of the vacancy. It's like driving and no mistaking a time when your seatbelt is on. You're driving on the curves. Don't flip over the curves. Keep your mind to the straight ahead. We will never go away. Keep on going, no delay. We will go so far. Wherever you are, horsepower, room, room, horsepower, room, room, horsepower, room, room. If the world could ever see the society, if the world could ever feel that our words are building up, not quietly. I stepped to the stage of the mic, and I want people to hear to make people know that I'm feeling all right. I want to give insight to the vision. I want the world to listen because that's my mission. When the tests, I never sell for less. Where every time when we come across another challenge to bring out our best, this is the time of the moment. I God that you will never forget the love and the deep of what's appropriate. You will remember the time of the adventure. You will remember driving right through the center. One lane to the next lane to the next lane. Well, let me explain. Your words is like going off the chain. We will, we will go so far. Go wherever you are. We will never go away with no delay. Horsepower, broom, broom. Horsepower, broom, broom. Horsepower, broom, broom. Now turn on the key, take it out of park, put yourself in drive, and call me when you get there. I am that cubic horsepower with all that you can imagine. Mr. Automatic Charismatic the local engine, proper and drive. Absolutely phenomenal. Great job on both of those tonight. Uh, I just I can't believe you freestyle that. <laughs> it's just too cool. I did. I, you know I you you know what Nala, I'm going to work with you. I'm serious <laughs> about that. I'm going to work with you because I see something in you. Um, I want to say uh, one thing I like about you. You you have such a caring heart. Uh, you you are a sweetheart. Uh, one of my favorite uh, people to call. Even if I, you know, were, you know, when I do go truck driving, sometimes I may be too tired to call. When I want to call, my heart is in it, but the fatigue is not. So, you know, um, but I never forget about you. I think that, uh, so that's my challenge to you. Uh, for her, for for the, uh, the lady, um, I would love you I think that you should do a dedication and send it to her. Uh, and she can have it and she can listen to it. Um, if anything that I could do, I would make a, you know, if I get some information, 
and uh, do a dedication on my website and uh, give it to you and you give it to her. And uh, just, let, just let people know that they're never alone in uh, tough times. And I think that's the most very important thing to do. I agree. I'm not saying I'm going to do it, but I agree. Okay. I'm going to leave the challenges there. The challenge is there. I know. I know. The keys is there. And and the ignition is there. Are you going to drive? But you got to decide if you want to drive or not. So I believe in you. I believe that <laughs> you have the capability to do that. I believe in you. So thank you for ha- oh oh that's right. Tell you where you can find me. Um, yeah. Um, Larry Shepard. I've been blocked. Uh, I talk about racism a lot. I'm very blatant with the race uh with racism. Um I talked about uh I wanna keep um for all the prayer warriors. There was a little baby, a black baby that was raped by a nineteen year old man from Iowa, uh Craigan uh grooms and uh he, he uh did ten months in jail and served any more time. Uh he's just a regular a registered sex offender, and have an ankle bracelet. To me, uh, for that baby, it's not enough. Uh, and then I, I, I saw, uh, I saw something disturbing. Uh, please, if you ever take your baby uh, to uh, a place um, to get babysit uh, daycare, research at daycare, please. Because there were uh, grown people hitting babies, and to me it angers me because I don't like people mistreating children. Period. I don't like it. It makes me mad as hell. And they were smacking little babies, little infants. And I, I, I'm, I was like just, I was just waiting for somebody to just do something to them. Because it angers me. How in the hell could you ever hit a little infant? That's crazy to me. So please research any of these places. Because that's your baby. Very good advice. That should be a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm Larry Shepard, Larry, Mr. A.C. Viper, uh, Larry, Mr. El Charisma Shepard. I keep getting shut down because... I like to speak what's right. You know, I'm not going to dance around the topic. I'm going to speak what I think is is right. So thank you for having me. I mean, it's our responsibility too, right? (laughs) I hear little ones in the background. All right, Larry, thank you so much, sweetheart. You did a great job tonight. Uh, Are you still there, hon? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Good night, hon. Good night. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Good evening. 
Hello, sweetheart. How are you? I am fabulous. Thank you for asking. It is good to My hear condolences. You, my condolences is very sad. Um I love them both and and especially uh her. Um but you know, Otto kinda is a little bit out there, but I have to agree. I think if you did something special that would mean so much to Maureen and I know she'd cherish it forever. So try to try to reach down into your depths and and find the strength if you possibly can. What did you bring to the sweetheart? Yeah. <laughs> you know me, I was going to the next <laughs> next thing. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I decided I'm going to bring you a couple of old ones, um, but in some ways they seem to me kind of prophetic in, in some ways. Well, you know, I've always written to the future, but, mm-hmm. um, was on, was on another show recently and I'm like, yeah, I've always written, uh, to the future king to and about and try to write him into existence. <laughs> Only problem is I didn't write what he would not do or could not do. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, that is trying to be humorous about, you know, recent past. Anyway, so here's um, the first uh, point. We're still doing two. Yeah, we're okay for you, too. Okay. So it's called Angel's Song. I don't know you yet, but let this be my introduction. I so love your voice. Sound like an angel to me. The pictures I see of you are so handsome. I really want to get to know the real you. In my imagination, we are dancing on the stars in a galaxy of love. You are taking me out to dinner on the planet Jupiter. Love beams from the moon rays on our date. You're singing to me a song to delight my heart and soul. The balm to heal this broken heart that many have trampled upon. You lean over and kiss me gingerly, swooping me up into seventh heaven, a date like no other, for it is my heart you captured the night you sang your song. A voice of an angel, beautiful and true, come get to know this servant of yours, I promise not to disappoint. Musings of Amelia T. Davis and Peace. Absolutely fantastic, sweetheart. Thank you. Um, 
And uh, this one's called Diamond Love. Consequently, much pain in the world. People are lost, hearts broken, tears falling like a waterfall. Yet what I have is precious, superior than diamonds or gold. There is your love. There is your dedication. There is your shining face in the morning. You bring elation to the bitterest of days. Your smile makes my heart leap with joy. Your quintessence is superior above all others. You bring tranquility to a troubled mind. You are suave to a broken heart. Your voice beacons to me to a land of melodies. I'm proud to see your eyes dance at delight when you are gazing upon my face. Your hugs sweep me away to a protected place that is warm and cozy. You are godly, dependable, trustworthy, reliable, and prudent. Loving, sensual, delicious, intoxicating. Let us hold hands and walk into the future. Guide me to the stars. That is the home for our love. Scatter rose petals along the walkway to a life of love. Make a love nest of sweet kisses, longing hugs, songs of delight. I'm safe and sound in your lover's land. I am the queen and you are the king. Let us rule with hearts so loving and true. Make me yours forever, darling dear. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. I love the darling dear. Darling dear. <laughs> It's pretty. Thank you. All right. And you were going to read two? Yeah, that's two. Oh, what am I thinking? You know, I'm not here, right? Angel. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just faking it. <laughs> you, no, you, you, see, you, you know what happened? You started flowing with my voice like a lot of people, and you got lost. You but it's cool. You hypnotized me. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Amelia T. Davis or Poetical Angel Queen. You can Google me, Amelia T. Davis, SoundCloud, Reverb Nation. I'm everywhere, um, and especially right here on the Speak Easy Cafe <laughs> With Nyla, <laughs> Alicia, forever and ever these airwaves shall beam out across the world. Much love, darling. I, I, I have all of you in my prayers. You know that. I know. 
I do know that. Blessings, blessings and continued success, darling. Thanks, honey. And we'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 256. 256, you're on the air. Good evening, Nyla. This is Stan Phillips. Hello, Stan. How are you, sweetheart? It is good to hear from you. And it's good to hear from you. And to get it out of the way, condolences to that dear lady. Thank you. I know that will mean the world to her. And uh, with that in mind, I decided to pull up an old tanker I wrote, which is not so much about mourning, but more sort of a message, I think, those that are leaving would want us to know that are left behind. And it's called Passing. Do not mourn my loss. My life lived with few regrets. My mistakes, lessons. My love gave and love received. My best in you still remains in peace. Beautiful words. That was beautiful. Well, those two, I remember them coming on in their poetry, and uh, they shared a lot of themselves. And I think within our community, there's a little piece of them and there will always be a piece of him here. Oh, I absolutely agree. Those are fingerprints will be there forever. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And with that said, uh, this next one is very short, very sweet. It's a haiku. And uh, (laughs) after hearing those little uh, lovely poems from Soldier Blue and uh, Brother O, this is a short little one that I think they'd appreciate. And like I said, it's a haiku. There isn't a whole heck of a lot to it. (laughs) But (laughs) I don't believe you with that for a second. (laughs) But... I think it'll get the point. It's even got a little title to it. It's called Titanic. Sinking ship of state. While profit lines trump morals. And the band played on in peace. I love it. <laughs> K 
Just a little observation. Absolutely love it. <laughs> I just thought that I was a... Uh, so huh? I try to be so good. I know, but then people like me come along and influence you, and there you go. <laughs> Loved your poem. I know. What can I say? I think it's my job to contribute to your delinquency. That's what I'm here for. Uh, what an awesome word, delinquency. Yes. I like to say it because I'm so old now I couldn't qualify. So it's kind of nice to just throw it out there as a reminder. There was a day. You know, I I think that you probably would still qualify. And, in fact, I think it's kind of like the whole Harry Potter thing. You have now earned your rightful status as an instructor. Oh, ho, ho, ho. thank you. Wow. <laughs> I mean, if we do not make it our goal to teach shenanigans to the younger generation, then, you know, would, all we got left is Barbie and Ken. Good morning, boys and girls. Welcome to your class. My, te- my name is your, te- my, your teacher, and my name is Mr. Phillips. And welcome to FICO Agitation Engineering 101. <laughs> you know, that needs to be a poem. Oh, no, I did not do this. That that should be the first oh. line to a poem. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, I went there. I did that. Actually, you did that to yourself. Sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm really not, no, at all. Not even a little tiny trace. I am so totally lying. Either, yeah, no remorse. <laughs> I hear you. So, fecal agitation engineering. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and go. <laughs> awesome. That's okay. I will work And you were going to read too, honey? <laughs> Say what? Were you going to read two? Well, I did. I thought because I. Oh, you did read two. The haiku too. See, I'm just, I'm just, I'm. My brain is not here. I'm so sorry, you guys. If I do that, you just have to love me anyway. Of course. (laughs) Okay, I just was trying to squeeze another one out of you, but you know. That's not a problem either. (laughs) All right, sweetheart. So. Do you want to do me a favor and tell everyone how to find you? Well, you can find me in the anthology group, the Garden of Poetry and Prose. You can find me in a new group that uh, actually uses uh, quotes uh, as their prompts, which is the Poetry of Spring's Embrace. Uh, Of course, you can find me on Nihilist Speakeasy Cafe on World Poetry Open Mic, on several venues through the Epiphany Radio uh, for Real Entertainment. And Tuesday nights at 9 o'clock, I will be hosting with a lady by the name of Holly Woods, a.k.a. Murder, She Wrote, a program called The Hurt Locker. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Great job tonight. I appreciate you being here and great rights too. Thank you very much, Nyla. And on to the next. 
Thanks, hon. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. So our next caller comes from area code five. Five eight five. Five eight five. Are you with us? Yeah. How you doing, sweetie? Great. This is Sean. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, Sean. It is good to hear from you. Okay. Uh, This this one is called the internet. Here I go. I signed in. Did you get my comment yet? Did you get my feed? Oh, yeah. Look, I'm all important and I'm a narcissist. No. Am I a a little bit social or am I something else? Or maybe I'm just empathic. I don't know. Look up me through the hashtag. I'll be there. I'm the Internet. You you've seen me before. I'm in the I'm in that email. AOL America Online. Remember back in 1998 when they were a big monopoly? Ha! Now they're not. On the internet, I expanded and I grew. I'm just different like that. You know me. I, I help you at any any single time. From I went from DSL to. You know, uh, different internet of a high fiber optic cables and everything. You know me. I'm the internet. I just I went from slow speeds to high speeds. Now I'm helping you out, even in a virtual private network. I'm that internet that you need because I'm here for freedom of speech or maybe even censorship. Just check me out. Sometimes I'm in Korea. Sometimes I'm in China. Sometimes I'm in Central America. And I'm in South America. I'm in, you know, India. I'm all over the America. Yeah. Because we want to be an empire with the American Internet. You know that. But guess what? We change. We go to different places because different websites, that's what we do. We sprawl out like a spider because that's the Internet for you everywhere. It's in mathematics. It's in symbols. It's in every single fragrance. Of a smell, but guess what? That doesn't come from the internet, but you can get it through the photos. Yep, yeah, it's all in the internet. You know, you even have the PDF documents, you even have the file uploads, and you even have instant messages on your Facebook Messenger. Yeah, you know, it's pages and all that. You go from centralized internet to decentralized internet. Oh, wow. It's all over the place because I'm there to help you. I'm your internet. <laughs> I am just here. I'm, I could be male or female or transgender or both of them. You know, it doesn't matter. Hermaphrodite. I'm I'm there. I'm the internet. <laughs> I'm supposed to help you speak. You know, I'm supposed to help you be a poet too because I'm just that internet. Yeah, you know me. I'm your internet. The internet. And so. Sean, what are you doing? <laughs> what was that? Yeah. You like that? 
you know what I liked most about that, in all honesty, was listening to you giggle the entire way through reading it or freestyling it, whichever one that was. Basically, <laughs> basically just me coming up with it. <laughs> I could tell. I could absolutely tell. That was fun as hell to listen to. Just, you were like you were like giggling in the background. I don't know, you know, and... <laughs> You you were like a kid who's sitting there talking to his mom, all serious, but behind your back, you're holding the cookie jar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the automatic guy, he, he made me, inspired me again. I was like, oh, okay. To do your freestyle. Yeah, because it was... Just something I'm, I'm thinking about, like internet free speech and stuff. I probably sometimes I take because I I do I do uh, I have freestyled a lot. I've I've that's been something that I've worked on since like well my teens. So mm-hmm. in with within poetry too. So it it because it helps me to spur ideas. So if I have like a concept, like I just think of the internet, I'll just say something. I'll just try to say anything that I know about it, and then if if I come, I go courting of that, and then just be like, okay, I'll add these things into it. I'll make it even better or or stronger or whatever. Maybe to make it more exciting. Anything. It it just it it can help you that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I that was absolutely a blast to listen to. It was a blast because I could tell that you were having a lot of fun with that one, and it was very cool. <laughs> Great job, You're sweetheart. Um, and you can find me on uh, Facebook, Sean Liebel, um, and scribd.com slash skl2012. Um the purity of the flow dot wordpress dot com and uh, YouTube Sean Sean Lebel as well. Very cool, Sean. All right, great job. So glad you were here tonight. It was just awesome to have you, hon. Yep. Have a great night. You too. We'll talk to you next week, baby. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 989. 989, you're on the air. Well, hello. I love to see George Wiley. Hey, George. How are you, sweetheart? Well, I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Just weathering the winter and and getting older and all those great things. But uh, I'm okay. <laughs> all the things I'm, we I love, eh? Yeah, right. There's stuff you can't stop. Anyway, the um, I'm not going to be. Uh, I'm going to change the pace a little bit. Um, although the last couple of callers have, have uh, Stan and John have, have, have picked it up a little bit as far as uh, getting over, you know, sort of the dark and and certainly re- uh, worthwhile, but the dark uh, sorrow that this evening has produced for you and your friends and, and all the rest of us. And um, 
But I'm going to, my two are going to be pretty, uh, pretty straightforward, uh, totally different, okay? Okay. One, this uh, one's called, I knew a man who meant me dead. I knew a man who meant me dead. I knew not that, so did not dread. He seemed quite nice, a cheerful face. I had no sense I was his chase. We took to hills, a happy walk, me me seeking photos and leisure talk. He said he went to get away from daily grinds and all the fray. He had a satchel, I had my pack. I saw his gun, he saw my snack. He claimed the gun was not a care, it was in case we met a bear. We lunched above a hardwood dale. I had a sandwich. He drank an ale. I wandered through the cliff and sun. I glanced and saw him get the gun. The only thing I thought to do was aim my camera and look through. And while he fired towards my head, I photographed him make me dead. But his shot missed. He rushed at me. I thrust my tripod at his knee. And down he smashed upon the rocks. Oh my, I said, life has hard knocks. Should I report this attempt of stealth or leave him there in lonesome death? I found the photo and hit delete. With his wife, got something to eat. Okay. do Do you believe me that I would change your pace here? (laughs) <laughs> that was funny. Oh, that was great. Okay, I gotta. I'm sorry, I, I gotta find this other one because I had it right here in front of me. Uh, just a second. I usually have it right in front of me, and then I somehow. It's, so I need about ten seconds, and you will hear the other one that I thought I swore. Okay, here we go. Normally, I have it here. This is uh, this is really even more lightweight than my last one. At Samson's Burgers, I ordered their famous cheeseburger. A large man came in talking too loud. I asked for their breaded, I asked for their special breaded onions. On the man's shirt, I love Trump. I bit into the usually delicious burger. Do you guys have burgers? The men asked loudly. The meat fell out of my burger and hit the floor. Why don't you guys have Pepsi products? The men asked. The table had green mold on it that wasn't there before. A light above the grill burned out. End of poem. These shows have fun. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> you didn't have oh, fun with you. either of those, did you? Oh, I had fun with both of them. <laughs> and, um, really? And, <laughs> well, I, and I just, I say here listening to this really heartfelt and very important stuff all evening, but I thought, man, I got to do something. And, of course, Stan helped me out a little bit by bringing it up a notch and, and uh, you know, and, and uh, Sean, too, and everything. Pretty soon it was up to a level where, I mean, yeah, up to a uh, up to a level, but it was at a level where I could bring in goofy stuff. 
So or I can fun. function. Or I can function, yes. <laughs> well, I hope I you go uh, play in. Go ahead. I'm sorry, honey. No, I'm just going to say I, I hope that uh, that the, the next that after a few days or weeks the the sun shines a little hot, brighter on your life and on this show, which it, we all remember that that couple and uh, um, and how they you know how it was such a struggle for them, and yet they came up and then when you you could hear what they if you could hear the poetry it was wonderful and it was warm, and your treatment of them was so. Patient. I'm afraid more than I could be, and that was that was uh, a tribute to you. So, um, but I'm going to move out of the way and get out, get out of here. But um, thank you, and we'll talk to you later. You're very welcome for for bringing those. I'm very glad you're here, and thank you for those wonderful words, sweetheart. Appreciate it. Oh yeah, I forgot to say what you normally ask is um, how to get home. Yeah. Uh, how's yeah. I I have a I don't have many avenues. <laughs> they keep putting uh, they keep they keep putting orange cones on the avenues to myself. But the the um um uh, I have a little website called George Wiley Writes, which is a Facebook, and I also am on uh, have some stuff on allpoetry.com. Of course, this show and WPOM, and I guess a few uh, contests and things, um, but that's it. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much for being here tonight and for sharing those. Great job, sweetie. Okay. Take care. (laughs) You too. Thank you. Great. Okay. Our next caller, you guys, comes from area code... Seven six five seven six five. You're on the air. Good evening, Isla. Hey, sweetie, how are you? Not too bad. Charles Hampton here. It's good to hear from you, Charles. Yeah. I brought a piece that uh, I like to dedicate to your couple. It's kind of close to my home. Heart, that is. This piece is called On Top of the World. The doctors called me into the room from the hall. There he sat on the side of the bed. I stood in the corner, head held down. As he examined you, gloves pulled ever so tight. I should have known at that moment that things would never be all right. Sir, he said with tears in his eyes, Your wife has tested positive for HIV. Stunned, I didn't know what to think, what to do, or how to take my next breath. My first thought of that were to wrap my arms around you. I didn't. I couldn't. I tried to take a step, but I slid down the wall to collapse in a puddle into a muddled pool on the floor. It was just a year ago that we had at Fairytale Wedding underneath the gazebo in South 7th Street Park. Oh, my, how you made such a lovely bride. And me, well, I look pretty damper, if I must say so myself. The air was dressed in its finest June scent with glorious flowers in bloom as I, ivy draped the altar. The rings 
Where had I placed the rings? Oh, I got them. They were in, wrapped in my nerves, stepped in my fifth pocket, so I wouldn't forget. The pastor serenades the look onlookers with a couple of Luther songs as you approached and stood beside me. You are just as beautiful as you must have been to your parents the day that you were born. We confessed our love for each other there in the noonday sun, blessed before God and man. We traded I do's. Then you gave me one of the sweetest kisses I think I ever knew. As we were announced for the first time ever as husband and wife. From that day forward, I went about keeping all the promises that I made while we tapped our toes in the cool, crisp mornings of life, making you the happiest woman in the world, showering you with my new son and our baby girl. Oh, my. Oh, my. I was sitting on top of the world with my feet dangling over the edge. Even though I'm not infected, I'm very much affected because it was you that saved me from drowning. It was a little over two years ago that I buried my youngest son's mother. Yes, you guessed it, from HIV. How in the world could this happen to me? We all know that lightning doesn't strike the same tree twice. My God, my God, how could this possibly be? I should have known this was too good to be true. That night when we went out for our evening walk, there was a star in the sky that led me to you. There were, you stood belly full of life. I should have been hard-headed and rebellious and been <clears throat> as I've been so many times before. When you, you, my Lord, told me as I was standing in line to tell that girl that she was going to be your marry you someday. I thought and I had completely I thought that I had completely lost my mind, that I was really losing it. With that I would have been just fine. Yet your angel whispered in my ear once again, Boy, quit being so stubborn and do as I've said. So I reluctantly did. I said, Miss, you don't know me from Adam, but I was told by a voice in my head to tell you that you will marry me someday. She called me crazy and told me to go away. What she didn't know was that I couldn't. I was sent to her from God Almighty from above, telling me to shower her with all of my affection and every ounce of my love. So I did, until her last breath. She looked up at me as I cradled her in my arms with those big, beautiful green eyes of hers and said, I love you, as the air left her lungs in the room at the same time. As she lay her head to rest on my chest. Twenty-three years later, the sun rises on yet another day. I'm still just a shell of a man in love with an angel. HIV negative, the doctors call me a miracle. I say it's God's will. In peace. Wow. That is a, a very emotional, very tough piece. Awesome writing, baby. Thank you, ma'am. A hard reality to live, too. Indeed. That's life. 
Uh, you can find me, Charles Hampton, at Help Beautiful Souls of Poets Be Heard Globally and on Facebook. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Great read tonight. Fantastic. Thank you, baby. Thank you, ma'am. You're very welcome. Well, we will talk to you soon, okay? Yes, ma'am. All right. Good Thank ball. you, hon. All right. It's Charles. Next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Yeah, hello. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? Hey, what's going on, Nyla? Mm, not a whole lot. Just hanging out and listening to poetry. Okay, that's very, very nice. That's very, very nice. Um, <laughs> I heard. I heard. Well, I read uh, um, Noreen's uh, news. So mm-hmm. I don't know if, if I should do something appropriate or just do something. I don't know. What? What? I, I just. I just doubt Baby, in, do so what I you want to do. What, do it what, what, always. Just do whatever's in your heart to do. Okay. I'll do that. And uh, let me know when you're ready. Always. You always ready? I am. I have to talk. I have to talk to you about that. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, that's not that's not that's not right. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Who said any of us were right? We're okay. We're good. <laughs> okay, Noreen. Hopefully you're listening. I'm sorry to hear about uh, Gary. Um, I've been listening for a long time to you too, and paying attention to what's going on with your uh, post. So. Hopefully just find something you can deal with. Um, blessings, prayers, all all the things that you need right now. <clears throat> so a poet falls and trumpets cry. A viewpoint is lost. The creator Creator's eyes close and sigh. For just a moment, we have lost all sense of ourselves that we probably need, that we most likely need. An artist fell. Now we don't see so well. They bought a ticket. Jehovah. Jehovah needs rest as well. We might say it, and it's show enough. It's true. The creations created don't take the place of you. The soul of the spirit will never die. And if it's resting, fine. Then they have earned their time. Though we we may cry on this side, we all going to travel. We all going to travel. We all going to travel. Those left will do the crying. Thank you. Beautiful. 
Were you going to read two tonight, honey? No, no. I, I, I don't want to. That's, that's what I felt, so that's, that's cool. That's good. Thank you for listening. That was absolutely beautiful, right, honey? I absolutely loved it. Thank you, Nala. You are very welcome, my love. Thank you, Noreen, if you're listening. Thank you. All right, tell everyone how to find you, honey. Well, I'm Chipotle Tulips. And you can find Chipotle Tulips on CV's Facebook page. Chipotle Tulips. Peace, y'all. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. You too, Charles. Okay. All right, our next caller comes from area code 919919. 919, you are on the air. Hello, hello, Nyla. I've been waiting my turn patiently. It is How good to hear doing? from you, sweetheart. You know, I was I was looking at I was looking into my books. You know, I was looking to do something new for you because I don't I do not read from my book often. So I think I would give you a treat. And read that from would my be second wonderful. Book. Thank you. The the first one I'm gonna read for you is called A Soldier's Plea. I wrote this for a friend of mine. He's a soldier. I am a soldier. When I work, mothers weep. Their sons shall not come home. I bring them debt, and I am good at it. I am necessary. The evil will not quit. So I soil my hands. My mother weeps for me and what I have become. She sobs, but daddy, he understands and is a proud man. I am a soldier. They fear me, my foes, and my friends are weary. I am generally a lonely man. I am consigned to this. I am a soldier. Best of the best. East or west. North or the next. I am a soldier. Born and bred to war. I am a fighting man. I am a defender. Your champion. Yet I crave no glory. Save the glory of God. I hope I sowed a greater good. I am a soldier. A warrior's heart, I plead. <coughs> sorry, sorry. Hello? I'm here. Thank you. That was that was you are, could I read another? Yes, please. That was that end poem on that one? Yeah, that was the end part on that one. Okay. I'm sorry. Yes, please, I, if you, I would love to have you read another one if you'd like to. 
I will definitely like it. I'm going to read this other one. This one is about water. This one is called War. Injustice will never love justice. And justice will never give in. For of such is the will of men. How often ugly wears his head. How often he finds friends. Ill-gotten gain, ill-gotten gain becomes the debt of men. And to those whose gains are not ill-gotten, I fear the same for them. The blood of men flows. There will always be the battlefield. The sword shall not go blunt for lack of use. And the sword and dream of putting his sword down is just that. There shall always be the battlefield. When men differ, men die. You take away everything he has and everything he'll ever have and be done with him. There is much profit in war and the pit and the meat. Yes, we all live in it. And we pay the wages of the warrior. We will have him fight our war for us. There is blood on our hands just the same. And we are grateful that he will defend us. For the wicked will not cease. And it is in debt that the weary and troubled find rest. We are mortals. Mortality is our fate. The grave is our birthright, our inheritance. The battlefield ensures men end. It fulfills the cycle of them. What an ugly design, the fate of men. Hence, we censor war to give hope to the children and when they are old enough we give them the rude awakening thank you thank you very much that was awesome Granville great job fantastic job tonight thank you thank you <laughs> yeah I, I, I was feeling bloody tonight <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come visit you. Yes, my name is Granville John Hedgington. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook of the same name, and you can kindly hire me. I'll perform for you for an hour at least. I will entertain you, so don't be afraid. Call me up. Granville John Hedgington, Facebook, Instagram. You see my phone number on there. Thank you very much. Thank you. Nyla, for having me. You're very welcome, sweetheart. And we will talk with you next week. Next week. I look forward to it, my dear. <laughs> All right, hon. Thank you, sweetheart. Blessed love. Blessed love. To you as well. All right. So our next caller comes from area code two zero two two zero two. You're on the air. King's Cadence. Hey, sweetheart, how are you? 
Oh, and Gina, you're both here. Yes, yes. It's Dawn's Caden. It is good to hear from you, sweetheart. Happy to be here. See, I just get my gums flapping too fast. (laughs) I just need to shut up and listen for a minute, right? Okay. It is awesome to hear from you guys. So what's been going on? Just writing poetry and you know loving and and living and just just dealing with life, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and just you know happy that I had the the most you know perfect person to go through it with. So you know I'm, I'm happy. 2019. <laughs> Indeed. So what did you guys bring for us tonight? What do you have? Uh, okay, we, we have... didn't. We didn't bring it. The universe provided us with a um, blood red moon, so that's what we're. Bringing. Oh, did you guys see that the other night? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> you know, I I sent it out on Facebook and I texted everybody and I was going through and I was trying to watch what I was doing and still text and stuff like that. You know, because I didn't want to miss anything, but. Oh my gosh, that was it was so otherworldly. Absolutely yes, like looking at something from another and just I can't even describe it. It was incredible. It inspired poetry. It was. It really was. It, it, I don't know. I don't know how many people watched besides us cuz we were we were with you well that. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, our, our, our poetry tonight was inspired by that, and I, I thank the universe for allowing us to see it. So yeah, um, King's Cadence, when you're ready, we we buzz. Okay. Blood Moon. <laughs> All right, uh, Blood Moon. Join me. Freaks, geeks, and all manners of empathic speaks. With my eyes shut, our energy touches. Pearls clutch before the world's dust arise. Teeth bearing, growling, our kinship significant. By the frequency of our howling surrounded, we are astounding now. We raise brows, the rage now displayed by all means, growl. With haste, tasting your made vibe, electricity is making us alive. Before the red lights, we bathe in crimson shades until the waves assure that we are fed right. Give in to your passions and blame tomorrow on whatever happens. I bid you a good night and may your sparks be everlasting. To our blood moon. The way that the blood moon is dancing on my skin tonight, I know that it's just right. And I was born to dance beneath these crimson moon rays on this very day. I knew that it was coming. I could feel it before it rose. Every hair on my body standing at attention. And I salute thee. I bathe in your light. And I thank you, Goddess, for allowing me to be here on this night. And I offer you all that I am. And I am grateful for the ability to see you and bask in your beauty because you are speaking to me. I don't know who else is seeing this, but it's amazing. And my love and I are kissing under your light, feeling like 
this red moonbeam is for us, and it's a love beacon, blood red, the color of love even. Yes, indeed. We're feeling it like never before. It seems to be something in the moonlight, and it's calling me. My heart is beating to it like never before. Yes, indeed. I'm feeling these words, and my heart is beating out of my chest, and I must confess that this moonlight is making me feel amorous. I cannot go on. Not a second more. I have to end here because the rest of this is not for your ears. This is a private conversation between me and my love. So the red moon tonight, you have to not just inspire poetry, but lovemaking between he and me in privacy. His kids, Cadence, I'm being storm. That was our blood peace. Oh, you guys like each other. <laughs> You like each other. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, that magnificent moon. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. As, you know, and I sat outside. I wrapped up in a blanket, and I had a cup of coffee with some cinnamon creamer, cinnamon oh. vanilla creamer. It was so good. And I'm all snuggled up, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just, it's like, okay, this has another hour to go. and, and it, But I, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. It was so Incredible. I used the word enchanting sight. I felt like I was under its spell. It literally had magical powers. It was so beautiful. It it so was so frightening and, and, it, and it was foreign it and was. it was alien and it was it was en- enchanting and it was enthralling and usurping and I mean it was just it was it's an experience you'll only have once. You'll never see what we saw once the other night. You'll never see that again. Like, oh, it will never happen again. I'm so glad we said it was. It was. It was. I was. I was happy to be alive. I was just like, yay! Us. <laughs> and everyone who saw it, even if you just saw pictures, it still it was just my my jaw dropped. Even when I saw other people say one thing, wow, I wish I got that picture. But still. They were awesome. It was great. It was wonderful. You're right. Good move. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, question, I'm now. Do I know some people did? Do we have time to do a second one, or if not, you know, I know, you know, you might have to get to other people. But let me see. We've got 25 minutes left. We've got two callers. We've got 503 and 203 waiting to come on. So I need to let area code 734-616 and 216 know that if you guys want to come on and read, you need to press one or you may not get on. But yes, if you've got another short one, you're welcome to do another one. Okay. Well, this one is called um, um, The King. Oh, yeah. We'll be in and out. Yeah, I'm King. Okay. (laughs) Now I want a burger. (laughs) Go, baby. All right. I am king. Crowned of curls and waves, stargazes a perfect chestnut haze. Lips of a trinity descended in a nose that could have bore a bone 400 years ago. What I know equivalent to gold is my riches, my pathway to my urban soul. Not trend following, but movement inspiring, thought provoker, mover, shaker, rise and shine of the medicine. It's in my melanin. Sunshine trigger my vibes just 
two doses of can I get it in. I am he spoken of captured and stolen on boats to be broken by this crime on the ocean. But my people stayed warm and focused amidst a situation that was all but hopeless. Purchased and slave beaten, obvious hatred without reasons. Oh, but my, my people. So how a strong song will keep you versus the tyrants. My spirit rises as indicated after demise by God himself, Osiris. For life, I like the light that comforts my soul through the night. Rage gives way as I lay to be serenaded by the djembe. On my throne for all to see. All hell, for I am king. I love the way he started that piece. But he said that simply he is king. And that in his simplicity is amazing. See, we should all see ourselves as royalty. Because that's what we are. We are, indeed, kings and queens. And we should see ourselves that way every time we look upon ourselves in the mirror. Our reflection should be of royalty. We should wear our crowns proudly. I remember back when Nike had this trending phrase. They were trying to have all the children wear Nikes, and they wanted them to wear specifically Michael Jordan's shoes, and they all wanted to what? Be like Mike. How simple that would be. We all wanted to be like Michael Jordan. That was not an impossibility. The children wanted to put on their Nikes and lace them up. Michael Jordan shoes they wanted to wear and be just like him, number 23. That was easy and simplistic in its packaging, and everyone moved forward to be just like he. Why can't they all be like the king, Martin Luther Jr. specifically, and be for nonviolence and for peace while making their voices be heard in a movement against social injustice of all kinds? Could that be absurd? No. This should be the voices and the movement that moves forward through decades and time until today. And we would still be doing it that same way. Like he was a king, we should still be kings and queens doing that very same thing. But he died. And it seemed like that movement did too. To a lesser degree. We're now whispering these things. And our fists are raised, but not to its fully capacity. More like at a lowered staff, half raised, like when a dignitary or a president died. Half mass, so to speak? No, that's more like half ass. Like you're kind of sort of doing it, but you don't want it to be seen. Like it didn't really last. Like you meant it, and then it went away. Like it's somebody else's turn. Somebody else should pick up that stake. That's somebody else's you and me. He is king, and I am queen, and we are those people, and this is that day. So I hope and pray that he didn't die for nothing and that champion cause of his is ours, and we too are royalty. If King's Cadence, I'm King's King, we're still Cadence. In peace. That was awesome. Both of you, great job. Thank you. Absolutely warms my heart. You don't even know. Thank you. Hearing, hearing the two of you. We love poetry in you, Nala, next week. Awesome. All right, I love both you guys. Thank you for making the time to be here tonight. Absolutely incredible having you here. You can find us on Facebook, Kings Cadence and Jean Stone. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, thanks, Thanks, you guys. 
All right. Bye-bye, hon. Okay. Our next callers come from, our next caller comes from area code 503503. 503, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. Hey, baby. How are you? Well, you know, I I'm trying to get my homework done, but I tell you, I'm this one's a tough one. And I'm not quite sure I'm there yet. But I'm 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 pretty close. So I thought I'd I'd give it a read and get a sense from you if you what do you think? So you gave me the homework. Uh, I was trying to write a piece that was a tribute to Aztar, my black cat. And you wanted me to put more reality into it and more of the the essence of her, the every the everydayness. Mm-hmm of her being, so that's what I've tried to Her fingerprints, paw prints, if you will. Exactly. Mindlessly sweeping the hardwood floor, I find you in a tiny tuft of fur, black as tar, as tar. Memories flood me, tears spill, and I reach for a larger connection to you, a heart of softest, night-black fur. Who knew when I cleaned your comb forming the silken fur into a heart with my fingertips that it would be the last time. Now pressing it between my palms, I sense you. The memories, the moments you inhabit, fall like snowflakes all around me, a blizzard of snapshots in time, and I realize why the quiet in the house is so deafening. You should be on the dining room table, pushing clothes warm from the dryer off onto the floor, theatrically shoulder-dropping onto your side, always waiting for Marty to spin you in a circle, the best game ever. How did your velvety paws thunder through the house? How did you mutter meow every step? You loved to hear big kitty, big kitty, big kitty as you clawed the carpet, playing laser light tag and glitter ball fetch till you were panting, growling at the UPS truck, vigilant watch kitty, honorary greyhound peering over my shoulder at my plate while I ate on the sofa and patting my wrist when you needed a bite or two or three. Your favored spots on the sofa, on the chairs, clawed, pawtographed. My scolding, Aztar, knock it off, don't scratch there, so fruitless. Running my hands over the fabric, the hanging threads, shredded like my heart, I long for you to be here, to thrash the soulless upholstery, It is of no consequence, now marked for all time by the queen of chaos. You flew through the house on new and full moons, leaping six feet into the air and bouncing off the wall, skidding across my desk, sending papers everywhere, flying off the other side. But in the quiet times, you drank water from stemware, grasping the crystal with your inky paw. You posed so elegantly, listening to accolades of your dark beauty, gorgeous black Egyptian kitty, worthy of a pharaoh's chamber. Your brave soul undaunted, you were a mama before age one, enduring kidney stone surgery before age two, but you healed here with me. And I will never forget that life-altering day when the foster dog turned on me. I stood before 90 pounds of pure muscle, growling and snapping, until you, 
an eight-pound streak of pure black, you put yourself between me and the threat, all claws and hissing, your tiny self so large in spirit, you backed him into the corner, away from me protecting your mommy. Who else has stood up for me so boldly as my brave, brave Aztar? I sit in my office, the back of my computer chair so naked without you, my faithful muse. You belong soft against my shoulders. How can I write without your wise scrutiny? Now your ashes command my desk. The beautiful black sculpted cat urn almost does you justice. And when she shall die, take her and cut her out in little stars, and she shall make the face of heaven so fine that all the world will be in love with night and pay no worship to the garish sun. Mark a path for me to see across the night sky, Aztar, a jet black streak chasing shooting stars. Leave a staircase of stars for me to climb, beautiful one, so one day I can find my way home. Find my way home to you on the farther side of the rainbow, where I pray that you are running and playing and happy, young again. And I wonder, does heaven have a windowsill? Can you see these gently wept tears and know, know they're for you? Can you look down at me from that grassy, sun-washed place reserved for the noblest, truest, most faithful best friends and on especially hard days like today? Can you put paw prints on a moonbeam bent to earth and come to me again, just for a minute or an hour or a day, and just be beside me, a tender salve across my soul, the familiar comfort against my shoulder, the kiss of kitty whiskers at my cheek that light as a feather, only because I love you so much, Aztar, only because I love you so much. End poem. You know, I asked you to write that because there is such a bond between animals and their mommies and daddies, you know, whatever our our beloved pet may be. And so I I wanted you to write that because there's things that my cat does. I mean, he is a pill. He's kind of a bully. We've got three cats here at the house right now, and... And it sounds like the crazy cat lady, but you know they have their own pecking order and their hierarchy and oh, and yeah. their habits and interactions both with each other and with with the family and things like that. And so they they all have things that are just are are distinctively theirs. And so I was listening to that piece. And Quill, there's Quill's my cat, and when he there's things that he does that is love talk between him and I. I mean, I've had him since the day he was born. He was sick. I used to carry him. When he was little, I used to carry him. I'd tuck him in my bra and my cleavage and have his little face sticking out between my boobs and my shirt. Okay, I know that sounds really dumb, but I had to keep him warm. And I worked. And so I worked from home, <laughs> thank God, because I didn't go to work like that. But so to keep him warm, I would tuck him right down there in my between my boobs and my cleavage, and he would just sit there and peek out and watch me type and, you know, do all the stuff that I was doing. But because of that, I've got a very spoiled cat who likes to be close to me. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I can't go to bed without him climbing in bed with me and kneading me like my boobs are, are biscuits. 
You know, it's like, right. get off me already. This is getting a little, you're a little too old to be playing with mom's boobs. Go on. <laughs> you know, it's getting a little awkward now. <laughs> Boundaries. <laughs> you know, but there's there's things that, that's distinctive between a pet and their owner. And you were reading that, and I was listening for it, the thing that was going to stand out for me. And I think that the thing that sharing your baby with us what I heard the most, the thing that was the strongest image in there for me is the empty back of your computer chair. And mm-hmm. and when you say, how can I write without your scrutiny? And right mm-hmm. there at that moment, I knew for a fact that you used to sit in your chair and write with a cat on the back, and you would be writing something, and you weren't sure about the line, and you would talk to your cat, and you would say, what in the hell do you mean that line sounds like crap? What do you know? I'm the <laughs> one that... And I know you had conversations like that with your cat. I could tell by what you wrote there, you know. <laughs> and sometimes she would sit in my lap, you know, and I'd be looking mm-hmm. over the top of her ears at the computer. <laughs> you know, what's really funny is cat people are so stupid. You know, a cat will fall asleep on our lap, and we will sit here until we pee our pants because we are not going to disturb our cat while it's sleeping. But if a dog right. was sitting on us, we'd just push shove the dog off and go to the bathroom. You know, we uh-huh. really don't do that, guys. It's not true. But it was a great example. You know, we talk about shocking <laughs> images to bring home a point. This is what we do as writers. Um, but it's true. You know, it's like, oh, my God, I have to get up and go to the bathroom, but I can't because Quill's sleeping on my feet. And, oh, isn't that cute? He's sleeping on my feet. But I'm going to disturb him if I get out. Oh, no, I woke him up. Dang it. You know? <laughs> and the thing, but if the it was thing a dog, we'd, to... just, we'd just, like, scoot him to the side and go. It's, cat people are weird. They're weird. You know, and... And the whole the whole cat thing, you know, Astar um, didn't have much patience for Octavia, who is my only remaining cat now, and she's older, in fact, than Astar, and um, and she would smack Octavia around on a regular basis, and now um, it's the I'll have to send you a picture, but Octavia Octavia cuddles with Astar's ashes in that urn that is the black cat urn. Wow. And and it's it's not just a one time fluke, she does it all the time. And it's just, you know, oh my gosh. Yeah. They're pretty amazing. That's well, awesome. Thank you for letting me share that. You're welcome. You want to do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come give you some love? I am on Facebook under Christy Doherty. And um, I look forward to finishing out the listening to the rest of the show. So I'll let you continue on. But thank you. It's great to hear your voice, Nyla. It's good to hear you too, sweetheart. And we'll talk to you soon, honey. Thanks. Take care. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We can get Barb on area code 203. 203, are you on? Can you hear me? Yes, I am. Hi, hey, welcome Nyla. back. I, I didn't sorry. see all this message that you called back in. I'm so sorry that I that you kept going. I should have grabbed you a little book up about three, four calls before this. Um, but yeah, I was, to the show, I was, uh, thank you. I was um, in between cooking, and I thought I'd just pop out because I have like 20 minutes. And I thought, oh, well, maybe I can get on the show because Vicki asked me to be on the show. And uh, Mama is a really good friend of mine, so 
when she asked. I said, okay, I'll try and do it. And then the 20 minutes came up, and I had to leave. And then I had to eat, so, you know, that's why I'm here late. So, anyway, I sent you my poem, and um thinking maybe if I couldn't get on, at least you could read it. And so I was going to read you. I have two poems I'd like to read. Um, one is um, from my book, You'll Probably Forget Me Living With and Without Hell. And the reason that I want to read this for you is because I lost my husband, like Noreen lost hers, um, almost five years ago. And this mm-hmm. book is all of the poems plus a few others that I wrote, but mostly almost all of the poems that I wrote after he passed away, which is considerable amount, plus a few that I had written beforehand about us. And so there's like 40 poems of loss in here. And I thought I'd read one of them so you'd understand maybe how someone feels when they lose a husband. We were married almost 49 years, and we were that couple when we first started dating and and marriage. And it, it took children to actually cause us to stop that Romeo and Juliet stuff. But it was... It, it was still there in the background. And um, after he died and we were looking through some stuff um, earlier this year, I found a poem that he had written to me. And so um, that was the one that I, I, I posted it on Facebook and I read it on my show. But I'm not going to read that poem. I'm going to read this one. It's called Searching for Me. In the hazy moments between wake and sleep, I miss you. The texture of your beard, the hazel-eyed sharpness of your gaze on mine, the sound of soft snores, the circle of your arms, the place on your chest chiseled from years to fit my head and soaked with tears when life overstepped its boundaries. The quiet moments backed with sounds of jazz or rock, and the joy of your smile washing my day with bright vermilion. You swept me into the tornado of your life, and I held on tight, a willing passenger. And as we careened, giddy and eager, as it swirled, and I drifted in its debris, as you swallowed it all, and now I must search for the pieces of me. In poem. And now you must search for the pieces of you. It's hard. It was very hard. A lot of those poems that I wrote were very, like, searching for how I could get myself together because it felt like I had lost a limb. Just, I mean, just... How could I ever get through the day? There are poems in here that um, if if anybody has lost someone might help them because they're all about trying to navigate. There's one called Navigating and the other is like, they're, they're all about trying to find my way. And after almost five years, I think that I have actually come to a, 
a situation where I can accept it and move on, you know, and do whatever I have to do without constantly being reminded of his loss, you know. And it was not easy. It's never easy, but... um, you know, I, I've gone through it, and and um, writing helps a lot. Writing helps a lot, a lot. And unfortunately, the summer after he died, I had to edit my second book, believe it or not. Throughout that entire summer, I had to edit my book, which was... <laughs> If you want to know how hard that was, that was amazing. But, you know, you do these things. That's that's how you get through. And sorry for Noreen. I have no idea who she is. Or I, I don't think I've read her poetry, but I think that the two of them together, when you miss, when you lose someone that that did that for you, that that fixed your life, that 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 completed your life, it's. It's awful. And I just wanted to read that one for you. Can I read another one too? I have one more that I sent to you. The one mm-hmm. about Yeah, we've only stuff. got we've got two more callers, but we're gonna be over anyway, so please. Okay, well this one is about you know, present day situation and it's um it's called Stuck and it was written a couple of days ago because of the feelings that I had at the moment about how frustrated I was. So it's called Stuck. Stuck. We are stuck in a room with no doors, trapped together as outside of here, dastardly minds convene and ignore the pain caused by the tantrum of a child man who has locked us here with his demands, and like a baby banging its spoon and screaming, we watch in horror as things fall apart and people are forced into poverty, while one who should know better caters to the immature wishes of this screaming toddler instead of nurturing those who trusted him with their votes to do their bidding. Or have these people only now changed their allegiance now that the tables have turned? And they are the oppressed. End poem. That was phenomenal. Thank you. You're very welcome. I'm really glad you were called back in. I'm really glad that you were able to come back on and share tonight. I saw earlier, I saw your message, and and you said this is a poem I was going to read. And it's like, well, wait, wait, aren't you? So, yeah, I'm really glad you were able to get back on, honey. Yeah, well, I did. Um, my daughter's waiting for me now, but um, I did want to get back on and give you that poem that I thought might help you a little to understand what somebody is going through at this time, because if you've never gone through it, it's very hard to know the pain and the suffering. I mean, you've, you, could, you you have a sense of it. And if you've ever loved somebody, you know the horror of thinking that they might be taken from you. But I've, when it I've happens, been it. I've been through when it. When it happened to me, I almost died. Seriously, mm-hmm. I got dehydrated. I had to go to the hospital. I mean, I seriously almost died. And, and it, it, 
I never thought that he would be gone. And so when it happened, it was just horrendous. So like I said, um, nobody really knows what it's like until it's happened to them. And I hope never in your life will you have to go through this. But to give you some idea what Noreen is going through, I mean, I'm so sorry, Noreen, if you're listening uh, th- there's nothing worse than this, really. Nothing. I mean, n- nothing than than losing a loved one, and especially your husband. It's devastating. So, thank you for letting me come on, Nyla. And sorry that you're going to go over because you have two more people. But <laughs> I'll try to get back on next Thursday. It's very hard at this time because I spend the time with my daughters. But um, glad to come on and read for you. And hope you'll listen to my show next week. Um, I have a show on at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on the 4th, but now it's going to be the 5th Thursday because I actually postponed it because of the um, shutdown. I couldn't actually do a show. I was too angry. So I've postponed it because of the shutdown. And I am going to have hopefully another guest whoever it is, and um, did you want me to tell people where I'm going to be? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, my name is Barbara Arendrew. You can find me on Facebook, Barbara Arendrew. You can find me at author Barbara Arendrew. You can find me on on Twitter. I'm at Barb Air. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, you can find me at the Garden of Poetry and Prose on Facebook, every other, well, I'm there, on the Carnation banner. I'm on Motivational Strips, which is a wonderful, awesome group of people who only want to share their poetry, and it's 102 countries that have uh, poets from all places and all languages, and I'm a moderator on that. And also, I have two books that are published that are fiction. One is called If I Could Be Like Jennifer Taylor. And the other is called After. Both you can find on Amazon. And I have my poetry book on lulu.com. You'll probably forget me living with and without Hal. Also, I do read on World Poetry Open Mic every Friday night, so that's worldpoetryopenmic.net. And I'm friends with Stan and, and Mama and <laughs> and and um, you. So very happy to be on your show, Nyla. I think I was on one, one time before, but mm-hmm. thank you for giving me the platform and for just your beautiful poetry. Your poetry is amazing. I heard the one about the blood moon. So beautiful. So beautiful. Oh, thank you. Anyway, have a great week, and thank you. I'm going to go. All right, honey. Bye-bye. We'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 585. We have 585 and Four one nine. Those are our last three callers for the night. So five eight five. Are you with me? Yes. This is Doug Curry. How are you? Hello, Mr. Curry. It is awesome to hear from you. I am very well, thank you. And you? 
I'm hanging out with you after hours, I think. <laughs> it is a good thing. But thanks for staying on to accommodate those of us who are we're waiting. That's we appreciate it. Um I hope that I haven't read this recently here. Um, because I did use it somewhere last week, but I don't think it was here. Um, this is an irreligious piece of the dark ones. It goes like this. Must we really bow in worship? We who have bowed in servitude, reeking of the flatulence of mules, and the slop of swine squishing between our bare toes. Who was held to account for truth? As the Bible taught us of our servitude, it is his will, the sting of our master's leash upon our backs for our rambunctiousness. As surely as it is true, are we not also as chickens, cows, the fish, and game, serving a benevolent lord and master under whose good stewardship we must fall? Unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall much be required. And to whom men have committed much, of him they will ask the more. Of us to whom so little was given, the dark one, from whom so much was taken, is it now that less is required? Does it follow to ask for the more, having been committed less? Or are we just the dark ones, created by him, that by our pigmentation our humanity is denied, marked by his creation to serve as the meal and to suffer more than his other lifestyle. Forever to pray to that same omnipotent Jesus, Lord, God, who has made it so, for only through him was it possible to one day to just up and change his mind and palm. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I'm so glad that you hung out, even though we're after hours. <laughs> I'm so glad you oh, hung I out and was able to stay on and and uh, held on as long as you did. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I only got a chance to get here late, and that's always the case. So, you know, I would have felt like I missed out. If I didn't get a chance to be on, but I understand I can't always come in under the wire and be the last one to read, so I'm glad to be here after the hours. And I know <laughs> it just has a nice feel that you and I are hanging out after hours, you and I and everybody who wanted to stick around. We, we're kind of a special group at this point. As long as you can get on before the show hits the three hour mark, then I'll be able to get okay. you on, even if it is after hours. So, you know, don't think that you can't jump on. If there's a show's only got two minutes left, still jump on, because as long as you can get onto the switchboard, I'll keep going until all the new readers are done. So, um, you're, you know, you're worth waiting for. Well, thank you. It's, it's good to good to get in and uh, and be, um, you know, be accepted to be in. Uh, I should try to get here earlier. Um, we're going into a, a round of some more plays that we're producing, and so I'm trying to do everything I can. So I appreciate you being here and having the chance to, to extend a little bit. Oh, well, I appreciate you, honey. Thank you. So I am Doug Curry, and I can be found as Doug Curry almost any place um, in my life. <laughs> Doug Curry on Facebook. 
Um, also on Facebook under the name of Blacks and Blues, which is my radio program, terrestrial radio program since 1982. Um, can be found on Facebook as Blacks and Blues. We come on the air on Friday night from 9 until midnight Eastern Time at WRUR.org. I'm on Saturday night at 10 o'clock Central Time at WDCB.org. And I can be found on allpoetry.com under the name of Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D-99. And, of course, I'm here every Thursday that I can get here, which seems that I've been able to get here a lot lately, even though it's late. So I appreciate <laughs> you being here, and I appreciate you have this forum. I don't care how you get here, just get here. <laughs> okay. That's the deal, sweetheart. Thank you. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much, and we will talk to you next week. Okay. All right, hon. Bye-bye, sweetheart. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 616. 616, you're on the air. 616, you're on the air. Hi. Can you hear me? Hi. Yeah, my name's Andy. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. Okay, do you want to turn your computer off because it's echoing, hon? Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. How about now? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Thank you, yes. Welcome to the show. Okay. I just want to read a poem I wrote. It's called Real Life. Okay. Um, okay. It goes like this. Looking at the stars, looking at the sky, looking at the shadows walking across the floor. Being empty-minded, only thought in my head. It goes, fucking niggers, nigger, 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 nigger. Okay, so let's go ahead and grab our next caller. Our next caller comes from area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hey, man. Hey, sweetheart, how are you doing, honey? I can't hear you. Oh, not bad. Not bad. How about you? I am doing okay. Okay. Yeah, you you said something to the first guy that came on after hours, and now I can't get this song up out of my head. Uh, What is that? I don't care how you get here. Get here if you can. I know. I just want, as soon as I said that, it was like I was picturing that song. I don't know what the song is. I remember my mom singing it. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. All right. So I, I have a poem. Uh, it's called, um, it's the title Love and Harvest. Um, I became accustomed to the sound of your voice and the vision of your smile to jumpstart my day. See, I fell in love with you by choice, being full aware all the while that things could end this way. And I knew that there was something about you that could penetrate my wall. So it would be better for me to love you any way I could and not love you at all. Realizing the natural limitations of the love we were defining, every rainbow has a pot of gold and every cloud a silver lining. I have memories filled with laughter, joy, love, and pleasure, and a friendship with no restrictions that my heart will always treasure. I just became accustomed to the sound of your voice and the vision of your style to jumpstart my day. 
But see, I fell in love with you by choice, being full aware of wow that things could end this way. End poem. Wow. That was powerful, love. You know, you've been coming by quite more often lately. Quite more often. How's that for good grammar? You've been coming here quite more often. Yes. I blame on the fact that I've been reading a whole bunch of Shakespeare lately, okay? You can't you can't read Shakespeare and have proper modern grammar. <laughs> okay. I'm not into proper modern grammar anyway. <laughs> so I'm glad you uh I'm glad you called in. I'm glad you've been here more often and recently and we've got to hear more you. from you and stuff. This has really been a treat for me, by the way, just so you know. Thank you. Me too. I've been such a groupie of yours for so long. And just Thank really you. appreciate you. Yeah, I, I really appreciate being here. So and I appreciate you. So um, okay, I can be found on Facebook, um under Melvin D. Johnson and also on, on YouTube. Um, uh, I'm also on all poetry, but I haven't been there for a while. But some of my poems I post, some of my earlier poems I posted. Mm-hmm. On that, so, yeah. Very cool. Okay. All right, hon. And we will talk to you next week. I'm going to work on it. <laughs> Thank you, Melvin. Appreciate you, honey. All right. All right, you too. Bye. Okay. All righty. You guys have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It has been a phenomenal night, and I appreciate everyone who is here. I appreciate everything that was shared. You guys mean the world to me, and I want to thank you uh, for everything tonight. Remember to uh, listen to the beginning of the show if you want to get your writing prompt your writing goal baby step prompt idea starter whatever you want to call those things I've been doing and your uh, the prompt for this week I'll give you that real quick because it's much shorter the prompt this week was white noise so that's your prompt for this week white noise if you want to hear the details of the exercise or the baby step part of the uh, program we do at the beginning now uh, go ahead and listen back to the archives I am going to close the show with an audio track that is from, uh, let's do, let's do Adam Faulkner, Sundays at First Presbyterian. All right, we will talk to you guys next week. I want to remind you, please um, go to my Facebook page if you're not on there and click on the link for Noreen's GoFundMe. No, it doesn't matter if it's $5, if it's $50, whatever it is that you can spare, all of it is going to add up and help Noreen with the burial cost for Gary. Gary was really, really important to me. He was somebody very special. He would call in and give me the what fors and all of that. There was something very special about my relationship with him. I mean, for me... It is almost like losing a father. I loved Gary. I loved Gary with all my heart. But more than that, I knew he loved me. 
every time he called in and he'd have that concern in his voice and he would sit there on the air when we're supposed to be reading poetry and he would talk for five minutes about things I needed to do to take care of myself or make sure that I was okay or safe or, you know, encourage me to learn the violin. You know, it didn't matter. He he genuinely cared about me. And growing up not knowing that, you know, when you when you find someone who does care about you like that, it's a very, very special gift. So there was that bond between Gary and I. So it's like losing a father for me. It was that kind of love and that kind of a of a care that I had for him. And I know that he meant him and Noreen together, both of them, you know, are such a bright spot in our lives and their love for each other and the way they care for each other. And I know that this is a great loss that many few people are feeling very deeply and no more than Noreen, obviously. I just want her to know that even though we're not there, we all are there. Even though she's not here with us, we are all holding her close. You know, please, let's help raise this money somehow. Share the link. If you can't donate anything, share the link. You know, leave a comment. Let her know you're thinking of her. You know, people will go on to her GoFundMe page and they'll read those comments and those things that we write. And it will help her raise that money to give him the military burial that he so rightly deserves. You know, the most unselfless person I've ever known. Simple me loves simple him. So make sure you check out that link. Noreen, we love you. You're in our prayers. You're in our hearts. You're in our arms. And Gary, your fingerprints that you left on us are never going away. Our whole souls are stained with them. And we love you and we miss you. All right, we will talk to you guys next week. This is Adam Faulkner with Sundays at First Presbyterian. Good night, everybody. Sundays at First Presbyterian. I remember Sundays at First Presbyterian by the smell of ashtrays trapped in the morning after clothes of older boys whose mouthfuls of neon and grown-up I envied how their ugliest of unholy words made the pretty girls blush and forget to flirt back. By the chatter of high heels crunching into sidewalk, the wearing of a choir boy's patience at not peeking, eyes closed, head bowed, at beginning to notice curves in the bodies of girls we'd met playing baseball at recess, I remember Sunday. By the corners of my father's grin, prideful and relieved that his youngest son, the one who looked like him, finding something sacred in this patting on the back shit, this praising holy blue eyes in a mansion of glass shit, this wardrobe rivalry and flaunt for the spirit, this your mother wants to do this as a family, so come on. By the hiss and swing of a number seven downtown blue line bus door waiting behind the church like a prayer. By the way we laugh about rolling our sleeves up to squeeze through the hole in that fence out back. By the sizzle of bacon fat and grease on our chins. By the grass stains that grew impossible to hide, at least from Stephen's mother. By hiding the sound of a panting tongue 
in the back of the chapel and breathing like we'd learned to in choir practice, even and from the stomach, sliding into the last pew to the final curie eleison, weak forgiven and only powdered donuts on our lips in lipstick on our shirts to show for it, to close our eyes and pray.